You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Germer, here with me today of the Nerd of Gods. We got Daniel Navaroli. How are you doing? Hey, what's what's going on? You actually said my name right. A lot of people can't say my last name for some reason. I forgot to ask you before we started and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to just hope for the best here. So, you did it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's good. Um, th- I mean, thank you so much for, for being on, Daniel. I mean, how, how things been going? Uh, it's been going very busy. I'm, I'm a very yeah. busy boy, but yeah, it's it's going. Games are going. Like everything's going. Movies are going. TV shows are going. I, music's going. I don't know. There's a lot <laughs> happening. You got uh, you got everything uh, yeah. going. I mean, uh, you're. I I I always know that you're awake because you post the the video of the day in uh, Tucker's Discord. Of the, yes. Yeah. Song <laughs> the of the backlog day. Discord. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, uh, there's a lot and there's a lot going on in gaming and we got breaking news basically because this morning. Uh, a, a whole uh, thing that was supposed to basically happen last week just decided to happen uh, this morning. Like you said, uh, the X Division Xbox whole merger thing is has uh, make, basically taken a whole step forward. Now you, you, the FTC lost their injunction. Now the CMA even almost immediately was like, oh, we're going to. Uh, try to hash this out. We're going to figure it out. And Xbox might already have some kind of deal in place with them as to what they're going to do. We don't exactly know what it is, but there's rumors. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we did have a topic. We're still going to do it. Uh, the best games of 2023 so far. Uh, we're both going to talk about like our games that we play that we think are our are, are top five right now. Games we haven't played yet. We want to. And then some games we're still looking forward to. And then, of course, there's other stuff. Uh, Square Enix is interested all of a sudden in remastering more games after, guess what? One of their remasters sells well. Uh, Capcom's been doing that thing for a while. They're still uh, considering doing that more. And there's a lot more things uh, to discuss as well aside from that. So we'll get into all that more. And well, so just so we can uh, get this out of the way, you got to do some housekeeping, even though I'm technically not paying I'm paying bills myself. This is not paying any bills for me. But either way, maybe one day it will work. Uh, thank you so much again, Daniel, for being on. You can check out the Nerdic Gods podcast on YouTube. You search uh, Nerdic Gods. It'll show up right there for you. Hit subscribe, uh, follow, like, all that. Ring that bell. So you know, anytime they do a show, which they do it weekly, you can go check it out. They also do it on podcasts. If you're like me, you like to listen with your ears still. Um, you can also catch us on podcasts. So video games to the max. Uh, remember, we don't have the W2 Network feed anymore, so that's it's been a while, but I like to remind everybody, just go search Video Games to the Max, you'll find us, hit subscribe anytime we do an episode, it is there. And then, of course, also on the YouTube, uh, W2 Network, go find us there, like, subscribe, follow, all that stuff, so every time we do it, um, it is there for you to, to get. And also, remember, we don't just do this here, there's the Rattlers Broadcasting folks, that they do all the entertainment stuff, so anytime there's a big movie review, uh, you can the movie of the week. It's being reviewed by them now. They're moving to Mondays uh, pretty soon, so probably like right after. I usually do this show on Monday nights, so usually like right after me, they'll be there doing that. Um, so I can't remember what the. I'm sure the Mission Impossible review, uh, Dead Reckoning, will be there uh, pretty soon here for you for you Gotta guys to check them. that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about checking that one out too. And then you got the Barbie movie coming, Oppenheimer, all <laughs> yeah. that. There's there's everything. Uh, 
I thought I was going to miss that. And then my daughter was like, oh, no, I don't want to see that. I was like, okay. She wants to see Barbie, well, of course. Yeah. So, um, she never played with a Barbie doll really that much. But, you know, the movie's uh, catching fire with, with marketing. When when things become popular with the kids, it's, it's a, you got to go watch it. Um, but that being said, let's uh, go ahead and get into this. Um, I guess let's start with the breaking news here. Because okay, uh, might as well start there. I'm sure there's some folks that maybe haven't heard at this point, or you do because it's been blasting everywhere that the FTC has lost their injunction. Judge Corley uh, ruled, actually, you know what I appreciate about Judge Corley? She has a sense of humor, <laughs> and she has been showing that throughout this trial. And, like, it's it's actually, like, really funny that she kept keeps saying things that, like, we have been saying that for a long time, but, you know... We didn't think that in the courts they would say that. And then kind of smack the FTC down a couple times. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I think a lot of people can see through what the FTC are trying to do. I'm, I don't want to get into the political ramifications of it, but it's weird because it's a Democrat judge ruling against a Democrat uh, FTC. So that's weird in a way, too. Um, but that being said, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision has been described as the largest in tech history. Zerb scrutiny. That scrutiny has paid off. Microsoft is committed in writing the public and the court to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years on parity with Xbox. Made an agreement with Nintendo for Call of Duty on Switch. It's put them on, you know, various cloud services. The court's responsibility in this case is narrow. It's to decide if notwithstanding these current circumstances and the murder should be halted, perhaps even terminated pending resolution of the FTC administrative action. Uh, for the reasons explained, the court finds the FTC has not shown a likelihood it will prevail on its claim uh, to block the particular vertical merger in this specific industry may substantially lesser competition. She events, she also says in a different quote, uh, but this is the reason it's been denied. Uh, the record evidence points to more consumer access to Call of Duty and other Activision content. And they tried to make it about not Call of Duty, but the judge herself was like, would we even be here if it wasn't about Call of Duty? So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I just love that the judge has such a humor. But either way, she does also point out that because the FTC made it very obvious that they were going off of Jim Ryan's statements in favor of PlayStation, obviously, this didn't help them at all. And it didn't ever show that it lessens competition. In fact, they basically made it seem like all we're doing is trying to protect Sony, which that's sort of like the CMA was also doing. And it was disproven here. The CMA has also come out and said that they are going to stop. Uh, trying to have this cat tribunal, and they're actually going to try to work it out with Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft has, in turn, also said they're going to try to do what they can to work it out. And Satya Nadella also went on TV and talked about that there's supposedly going to be some kind of small divestiture that they're making in order to make that deal with the CMA work, because, of course, they want all this stuff to go through and not have to go through any more litigation, because they literally have a week. If they don't close it within a week, Activision gets $3 billion or they have to renegotiate. And I, I don't, that's Bobby Kotick already said he was going to walk if that happened. So, uh, well, it looks like all things are moving forward, Daniel. Right. So I don't think we need to talk about any more about if it's going to happen or, or whatever. Uh, both of us have also been on record on, on both of our shows of talking about, we thought it was going to go through anyway, but now that it feels like, okay, this is going to happen. Do you feel like how what is your feeling about of this like as the industry itself and then do you feel like this is going to cause some kind of chain reaction where other more acquisitions are going to happen or is this going to 
maybe cause people to have to kind of do a second look and go, oh, maybe we need to go a little bit smaller with these acquisitions. I, I think I think the chain reaction already started. I think that this is actually the, the climax of it. I think that we have seen act, uh, even just not even act, uh, acquisitions. We've seen uh, just investments throughout the industry for years now, especially with big companies like Tencent. They've invested in almost everyone. And I think that we're probably going to see more investments and more acquisitions. But I think, I think that they, it is it is climaxed here with, um, I mean, this is the biggest deal in video games. So, yeah, I think with that, I think that, yeah, I, I think that we will definitely see more. Um, I don't necessarily think that Sony is really going to buy anything massive. I know that a lot of people speculate that, you know, they might try to respond. Maybe they'll try to buy someone like a Square Enix. I don't really think that that's the case, personally. I think if anything were to happen, I think we would just see more Japan themselves maybe kind of um, start connecting themselves. I think maybe we'd, maybe you get like a like a Koei, Tecmo, and, and Bandai, Namco coming together themselves, not necessarily PlayStation. I think I think you probably, but uh, I think I think Sony will buy things. Just... Yeah, that's interesting to me because it feels like that whole immediately the reaction was, okay, what's Sony going to do? Right? Uh, Sony's got to buy somebody. Uh, so there's 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 publishers that are there for just about five billion or or less. Go after them, you know. And it's like it's nice when you're telling somebody how to spend their money, right? <laughs> it's it's their money at the end of the day. Have they thought about that? Sure. Have they talked about that they have tried to invest more in possible acquisitions or whatever? They did that already. They bought Bungie, who is now basically like their head of multi, uh, you know, live service stuff. Uh, they they bought studios to basically make live service games for them. That's the direction that they're kind of headed. As Jim Ryan is trying to like pivot to, uh, we're gonna try to find our cash cow that can help us continue to make these single player games everybody loves because. Hey, we found out that uh, through this whole trial, we found out the Horizon and, and Last of Us cost like over twenty million to 200. to make or two hundred. Sorry, two hundred million. Like, yeah. think about that. That's that's movie budgets right there for a game. It's like Marvel so, budgets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, think about like I, I remember hearing when a hundred million was was like oh the max, right? And like now we're at a hundred million more, and who knows, like. We're talking about how quickly it's going to take to get to. We don't. We don't know. I mean, maybe Call of Duty costs probably just as much, right? I mean, marketing or, or, alone for Call of Duty yeah. is insane, probably. And all, yeah, all the deals that they make to have all the skins and all that stuff too on the on the side. So um, that that is why this deal was a big problem at first because it's like, oh, Call of Duty. It's could Xbox make it exclusive? All that kind of stuff. We always just saw that doesn't really make sense for them to do that like they're just gonna lose out a bunch of money for that right and i don't know i could argue that it it, they would lose a lot of money but i would still argue that there there could be a path that exclusivity could work but i just don't know if they're at that point right now yeah that's why that whole 10-year deal thing is interesting because uh let's be honest uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that in 10 years call of duty is still going to be the same popular thing as it is right now you know things change in gaming you see that all the time uh so that's i guess my my question now is uh aside from you know the what this could do you think that this does help microsoft now level the playing field this uh 
this will help them move up the ladder a little bit more, or are they kind of still in the same spot, but just got nicer toys? Yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting question. Um, Microsoft, I mean, they will probably be in third for a little while now, um, which them being in third, I still think is very interesting because, I mean, this is, I guess, me answering it. I, I think them being in third is very interesting because I think that they do a lot better than everyone else. It's just they don't have the games yet. And mm. I think that this gives them the games. So, like, yeah, I think that this clearly will help them, even if it's not exclusive, right? Like, uh, getting the entire catalog of Activision through last generation, not even earlier stuff, just last generation stuff. They put out a lot of products, all the the collections that they did with Spyro and Crash. They could put, you know, Tony Hawk and all that. Diablo 4 just came out. I know that there's a story that, Mikey Barr says it's not going to happen, but well, I don't know. Let's be honest. He's saying that because guess what? If he says, oh, it's coming, people aren't going to buy it anymore. Those yeah, it's very true. No, he's very not an true. idiot. He knows that yeah. if he says, I got to tell them it's not going to happen because there are going to be people that are not going to buy it on Xbox or even PlayStation for that matter uh, because they're going to wait to see. It'll come on at Game Pass eventually. It might be a year from now when at that point, who cares? Right. So, yeah, but he does have a point right now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um. So I think in terms of content, this is this is a this is this is a cash cow for content. Like they they produce a lot of games. Um, they have a lot of developers and a lot of workers. They're just in, developers in terms of teams and in terms of actual people. Like they have a machine that they just bought that just regularly produce. And I think that if they really just need to start thinking more strategically with how they use them, and I think that this could get them you know over the hump. Like. And they want to keep Call of Duty keep going, uh, going. So I think that a lot of the, the three big developers there will probably stay. So I think Infinity Ward, uh, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer in some form will all stay making Call of Duty. I don't know about Raven. I know Raven still does a lot, so they might keep Raven as well. But all the other like smaller ones maybe ease them back a little bit. High New, um, who else works in Call of Duty? Toys for Bob. Toys for Bob. It, yeah, now because yeah. they took them away from right. Crash Four. Like get Toys for Bob making Crash Five immediately. Make have them do that. High Noon. I think they're what the last thing is that they were doing was what the Transformers game. Yeah. Um. So maybe get them doing some, you know, some something interesting. I'm sure that they don't want to keep making Call of Duty. So they it just in the Call of Duty system, they they have a lot that they could work with there. So yeah. Um. Yeah, because they pull Vicarious Visions out of Blizzard and get them back to making the Tony Hawk Three and Four that everybody wanted. You know. Um, do you think that they give them the name back would be my question. I wonder, uh, would they do that? Or would they just call the them something else? The name means a lot. You know? yeah. I mean, it does. It does, actually. So uh, that's the thing, too, right, is just Phil Spencer has promised that he is going to try to revive some of these franchises that Activision themselves have basically forsaken because everything became about Call of Duty. And really, Activision was really only producing one game for many years now. And that's the thing is now they can pull some of these developers back and say, hey, you go make something else. Oh, hey, we could pull you to go help with some other game that you guys are making. Uh, we have another, I guess we could pull it in here because it's Xbox related. But, um, you know, there was a lot of talk because uh, Grant Kirkhope was interviewed and talked about uh, Banjo-Kazooie not having uh, an audience, right? That they, they wouldn't make it. They don't make it now because the nuts and bolts which is hilarious because Nuts and Bolts is very akin to uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, <laughs> yeah. That like, 
it didn't get its, you know, its love back when it was made because everybody wanted a Banjo Kazooie 3, not a Nuts and Bolts at the time. So now they look at it and they go, really, Nintendo's the only one that's able to pull off this this 3D platformer thing. Uh, would they even put it on the, if it doesn't get put on a Nintendo console, then what's the point? And now you have, maybe you don't have, how, how many people at Rare are so left that even had anything to do with Banjo Kazooie? Right? I think a lot of them went to Platonic, right? Exactly. And that's the thing is, now you have a studio that knows what they're doing. They make Crash, they make Spyro, Toys for Bob, and you can grab those people and go, oh, look, it, we can get you to make a Crash 5 whenever, but now we can actually do the the remake of yeah. Magic Kazoo 1 yeah. or put whatever. Put you know, like, so that, and, and that is, um, as they mentioned in the same interview, like that is how you test it to see if you could yeah. get a victory or whatever. Do that remaster or that remake and say, okay, we got the best people on it we possibly can. It's now or never, right? Um, I think Grant might be a little misguided. I, I, right. I shouldn't just call Grant, maybe the three of them. I, I think it'll just maybe slightly misguided just a right. bit because I think that there are, gaming is just growing and growing and growing and growing. I, I, I don't think that there isn't an audience for a lot of right. these smaller games. It just you need to find them now. That's the problem. Like get it to them. And I think Game Pass is a great way to try to get it to them. Yeah, Game Pass is is going to flourish now because that's the thing that they have wanted for a long time. They need really they needed this because of Game Pass. They needed to be able to now say, okay, we really can have something come out consistently every month that's big, and also have your your own portfolio of indie stuff and whatever. Um, you know, I had uh, Get Silius on last week, and he talked about, man, I'm worried about what this is going to do for the other indies. I'm worried about that too, as a person that loves indies. They just had that ID at Xbox uh, thing today, and I do worry about that. That they're gonna gonna get lost in the shuffle a little bit uh, yeah, because you are gonna have these bigger games. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's something that they need to focus on too. Yeah. You need to curate that's like the next Xbox step Game now. Pass. Curate, yeah. have have and like a nice fix like, your PC app so you can actually get PC? people to want yes. to yes. use PC Game Pass. Um, you know, like Blizzard is going to help them with the PC Game Pass thing as well. Like, how oh, are you wow on that? that, right? Yeah. Like, will they do that? That's the oh, thing, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, for you know, sure. Put it, take it to the bank. They're going to put, wow is coming to PC Game Pass. You think they're going to, like, because right now you don't have to pay for Fallout 76 or Elder Scrolls Online if you have Game Pass, but wow is a wholly, totally different thing, though. Like, do you really want to mess also, that up? Yeah. I'll give you another game that's on there that they did a deal with. It's not theirs, but they did a do, they did do a deal with League. And they have right. all of the heroes on League, and that is something that people, you know, there's a there's a rotation to that. I'm not a mobile like that's a big deal that they have all of the heroes on for right. for League on PC Game Pass. So I don't know. I think that maybe maybe they give you a discount on like your monthly sub or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what it is. If it's ten bucks, maybe they maybe they cut it in half. Maybe you pay five or something, or they right. give you Game Pass. I don't know XP boosts. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not a WoW player. So yeah, know, yeah, I'm not either. Maybe either. they give you something, give you a mount, or I don't know. There, there could be some incentives to, to go through PC Game Pass to play WoW. I, I, I think that they will put WoW there, and I, I think that they might even try to put WoW on console time. I do see that. I do see them eventually trying to do that to like let's expand this thing even more. Yeah. Uh, put it, it on console, make it free on console for a while. Get see if you can get a fan base. So that the next expansion that comes out, you get even more people playing. Uh, so, you know, you know, it's going to be crazy when Diablo 4 hits on there as well, which eventually it's going to, you know, there's a lot of avenues now that they can go down. It's just there's a lot of things that Xbox has to fix itself 
right? Like you got to minimize the perfect dark situation because you are probably going to create new studios with all these IP that you have now. You hopefully between Redfall, Perfect Dark, and some of these other little things that they've had happen, they really do start getting into an avenue of, yo, we got to manage these people. We got to manage these studios in a more direct way. Yeah, be hands off, whatever you want to do. But, you know, you're not always going to have a Todd Howard there with Starfield and uh, Elder Scrolls and whatever that's been in the game for a long time. You're going to have people that are coming into these IPs fresh. They don't necessarily know what uh, what those IPs mean. They're having to, it's they they're you're going to have a bunch of issues happen. You got to be there to to block to stop it and and figure it out and not just have the spiral happen like what's happening with you know Halo and three four three where's Oh, I got a lot to say. About you know, that. That, I don't that, agree. With, I don't agree with a lot of how people. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's fine. It's just I'm I loved Halo Infinite, the story mode, right? I don't. I, I thought the multiplayer was fine for what it is. It's obviously that they uh, maybe it's lacking in maps for me. Yeah, that's I think the biggest thing. But I think my biggest thing with 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 Halo Infinite in particular is their their choice with trying to make it like I'm gonna put quotes a live service game instead of yeah. just making it like an online Halo game and just having like if they never said those words, I don't think anyone would be it. I think people would still want more content, but I think that no one would be it. And I don't know. The whole live service thing I think just constantly bothers me. I think that's the worst part of about Halo. But yeah. I think I think it feels like the conversation has now turned to Halo Infinite is just a bad game and it always was. When no, that's just not, not the case. That that's is not, not the case. case. People yeah. were loving that multiplayer at the beginning, right? It's just that first it three months or that, two months. Yeah, yeah. It, it was awesome, and then that's the thing. It's like the problem is now everybody's used to the live service thing, where it's like free where's content. My content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's my content? Where's my? Th- if you don't keep putting this out, I'm done playing. I'm gonna go move on to something else. And when you have something like Fortnite or all these other live service games that are out there, you could pick from. It's very easy to move on to something else, right? So. Um, that is why Sony is trying to see if they can dip their hand in there and, and find something. Uh, it might even be Bungie with, uh, reviving one of their old games in marathon itself, but you know, that's, that's a whole nother matter. Either way, things look good for Xbox right now, but it is all about where they go from here. Right. Um, it looks like they finally have some dominoes in a row as far as the releases for next year. Um, and then you know, she got fours of this and whatever, but that's Starfield, don't forget, Starfield. yeah, and, Star- and Starfield as well. But like, Starfield hopefully is the kickoff to oh, okay, it's like the we domino, got it, right? We got yeah. it, like, we're, we're getting these games in here that we've told you about. Then we're gonna bring Activision Blizzard in, you're gonna have Call of Duty and all this stuff on Game Pass, and it's finally gonna be the service that they promised it to be, which is you know, why they raised the price. Um, which to me, it's so I would definitely, I have no problem paying even 20 for ultimate, I think is enough. Like, I think that's like, that's a steal 20, Mm. you know, for having PC in it. I I do think at some point they do need to do what they were trying to do, which is allow you to not have to have Xbox gold separated for some of these pool and just do like PS plus and do it all together. Uh, yeah, like that, it yeah. is one service and then you know if you want to charge more than twenty dollars i think you can get there eventually um i think it depends on if whatever other look microsoft themselves and said they're not done even though this i don't think this scared them Sega. at all yeah 
I don't know if they're going to do something big. Okay. Um, maybe if they throw enough money at Sega, maybe they think about it. But again, you know, they've been getting real buddy buddy for a little. They years have. Now. Uh, maybe they just announce like an EA Play type. They can that's do that that's as a well. good point. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, like that's something that could definitely be on the table instead of just outright like buying these people, just saying, yo, can we get into this like revolving one year deal with you? Uh, where, okay, how much money do you want? I, I don't know how long the EA play thing is, but they haven't announced anything about EA, like going off of that. Right. So. No, they've yeah. been, it's been there for years. And EA, I think EA is, I think I saw something with sometime this year that EA is like, the biggest publisher on the the, on the market the X- for yeah. Xbox is like they are their games just that's the best selling games on Xbox all of EA's products. So I mean, like, yeah, when you got whether it's called FIFA or not, EA Sports FC, Madden, yeah. like you know now you got the Star Wars stuff. You got um, so they have a good they have good properties that people want to want to buy the stuff. So don't don't uh, not surprising at all when it comes yeah. to that. I'll give you but, an acquisition real yeah. quick. This this one I, I I'm surprised hasn't happened yet, and I would I would assume that it'll happen. Um, this probably be the next one is Asobo, uh, Studios. Yeah, the ones I'm, that do Flight Sim and Microsoft Flight Sim and uh, Plague Tale. I can see them yeah. purchasing them. That's one that I thought they would would have done a while yeah. ago, uh, and they they didn't. So I think that's that's in the mix, uh, definitely. There's that's the thing. Like now they can kind of like start just looking at developers, you know, studios. To kind of round that out, like if there's something that they're missing, like, you know, go after that, which they've done a great job of now, like just Western RPGs are like one of their huge things they have. They have so many. Yeah. So many. It's first person shooters and with with Activision uh, and also with the Activision Blizzard thing, they're going to have so many. um, Plus what they already had is Western RPGs. Like they have both of those. Like if you want to play Western RPGs or first person shooters, like you kind of need an Xbox or Game Pass. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing, too, is, um, you know, the the UK's whole problem is that it's about cloud gaming. And so part of the rumors about this divestiture is that they may just cut off cloud gaming for UK Game Pass entirely. Uh, they may just have their own regulator there to make sure that Microsoft doesn't put any Activision Blizzard games on the UK Game Pass at all. Or I, I think that's about the extent of it. I don't think that they're going to just, that just hurts do a so whole separate people. company. Yeah, I know. And that's what sucks, right? Yeah. It's like, we're going to try to eliminate a market that doesn't exist really yeah. because you're scared Microsoft is always going to be the leader. And is it Microsoft's fault that it doesn't exist? I mean, Google shut down. That's not their fault. Yeah, right? Yeah, Google tried with Stadia and it's like, Google couldn't really get it done. And that's more, I think, content than like the pure yeah. service. I think that there were some things messed up with that service, but uh, they were getting there. They needed time. Um, but it wasn't, right. the content wasn't there. And like, yeah, it, it, okay, so it's Google couldn't do it. Who else is out there really trying to do it that's big? NVIDIA. Um, Amazon is the only other big yeah, one. Yeah, with Luna. Right? That's right. And, Amazon. And they would, they, they could get themselves involved here, right? They could say, Let's go buy somebody and say, okay, well, all these games are going to come to Luna. And then all of a sudden, you might get some people that go, oh, you know, I'm going to try this cloud gaming thing. Amazon has the potential, right? They could do it. They They have issues um, in the EU themselves right now. Their lawsuit and everything. But, like, 
that's the thing is, will they do it? I don't know, but this does open that door now too. Of will Apple throw their hand in the ring? Will Amazon throw it in? Um, so will Microsoft keep trying to buy things to block Amazon or Apple from getting in? Um, you know, or, or Sony does it to to do the same thing, yeah. or just to compete with Microsoft? But it's like that. That's the 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 thing that's interesting here with the UK is just like. I really hope that we're not that they figure out something else that doesn't involve taking off an entire service away from the UK. If it is, you have to take off cloud gaming. The UK's internet is probably even worse than some of the rural areas in the United States. So would that really be hurt that much? I don't know. But then you are then forcing people to buy an Xbox. Wasn't that the whole point? Right, that they didn't have to buy an Xbox to play this game. They can just yeah, they just want them on sign the up. platform in any way. So, and I wonder if this will now allow. You think this is finally going to be the where we get the dongle? Like this, this finally spurs <laughs> yeah. them to okay, we got the content. Let's figure out a way to make this dongle work. Because yeah, it's, yeah, I think they need to make a dongle. Yeah. Um, but like we said earlier, or we mentioned, I think before the show that. Like the only way to really do it is you have to have a controller. Like you have to. Yeah. Um, Stadia and, had the controller. Right? Yeah. So the what are the controllers running right now? About seventy bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if we if they push it, maybe they could say they're sixty and they could get a loss on that part. And then it's like, how much is the dong? How much is really even happening in the? Eh, probably not a ton of processing power, but there's something. And so it's right. like. Like, how cheap can you get that? I don't really know. I'm not a big, I don't really have a dongle. I use my consoles for all my apps and stuff. So, like, yeah, maybe you know more about dongles and, like, Chromecasts and stuff. But Yeah. Like, no, I mean, they, they could also just do what they've already done with Samsung, which is get, the, get a, you know, a whole gaming hub and have the Xbox app in there, which uh, that would be most likely because so many people have, I have all the TVs in my house are smart TVs. So the app's already on them. If you put the Xbox app on there, all I have to do is load it, log in, and it plays right on my TV. You make it that easy for people, you're going to get people to sign up that aren't gamers. You tell them this costs $17 a month, $20 a month, whatever, and I get all of these games. Wow. You know, uh, like that, that's right there for somebody to just, you got kids. Hey, all I got to do is buy them one more controller and both of my kids can sit there and play. Like, that's why you have to have the controller because I think. If you're making it almost a, let's say the dongle costs a hundred dollars. If you make it almost a two hundred and something dollar purchase for people, they're not going to buy. It. Yeah, it's pretty you, pricey. Yeah. You know, like this should be a service about value, and you, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people pinching pennies, especially right now. Like, right. like pe- people are people are struggling, and in a lot of different ways. Like, if you want to get more people on the service, you know, that that also will make Microsoft a lot of money, and you don't want it to be two hundred bucks. Like that is that right. is a lot. If you can, if if they could just do it as just the cost of the controller, and that's all anyone needs—it's a controller or or your phone. You know, you just get, you get X Cloud on your phone, and that and you know that could be a a solution. And just get it into people's hands, and they pay one price, and they just have access to you know 500 games or whatever game passes. Yeah, that right I mean, that, I wonder if that's also going to lessen the amount of like the third party. And indie games that they put on the service because now they have more of their own stuff. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Like, do we start seeing less games? You know, when they do that whole month bi monthly thing of oh, here's what's coming, uh, because they have all those ID at Xbox things in the pipeline. 
They have, you know, all these other games that now they own uh, and games they're making. So I think that's also part of it is the more stuff you own yourself, as Jim Ryan said himself, the less you got to worry about having to make these deals and, and what happens with this and stuff like that. Do you think that, I guess last one, do you think this means that Sony's going to double down more on the third party exclusive Ooh, stuff? Or That's a good question. I mean, I feel like they already have, you know, like I feel like I feel like especially with like the start of the PS5, I feel like they, they just they keep doing it. it. It's honestly my biggest complaint. And I know that I am kind of in a minority when it comes to I don't want any exclusive period, no matter what. Like right. I don't I ultimately don't feel that the good of, you know, it being made for a platform and, and easier development and things like that are outweigh the accessibility to smash on my PlayStation or Xbox or PC, like legally, not, you know, ROMs and stuff. But like, I just want every game everywhere and everyone to have access all the time. Like, right. I know that Xbox likes or Microsoft likes to say that, um, but I think that that is more of a utopic way to look at it. But that, that is how I would want things. Right. Uh, you know, I, I just, I don't think we're going to get there ever. No. Uh, unless yeah. Nintendo just stops uh, operating. It was close. Uh, so, it was close after the Wii U. Yeah, <laughs> it it was, we, we almost got there. But now they are just, uh, especially with the Mario movie now, like it's they are in a whole other world by themselves. Yeah, they're uh, they're right still now. They're still competition, but they are they are ruling. And, you know, I, I do worry about Nintendo, but that's a whole other thing of like, hopefully they don't get too smart for themselves. Yeah. Uh, and try to like, oh, we got to make something weird again. Like, you know, like I think you found your thing. Like, just keep doing the switch. You they got to keep that hybrid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't think that they need to like split their market again. I, I just hope that they don't do that. But we'll see what they decide to do at the end of the day. But moving on from here, we do have some other things that doesn't involve uh, Microsoft necessarily directly. Uh, again, this wasn't uh, part of the plan of of this show. It just kind of happened this morning. Yeah. Um, so Surprise. it is what it is, and and I I did watch some of that um, ID at Xbox, and they, there are some cool okay. games coming. But I'll I'll uh, I'll probably just talk about that next week because I don't I don't want to be here. I didn't get a chance to look. Hours. But yeah, there's there's some cool stuff. Uh, not cool. all of it's coming to Game Pass, but um, I love platform. when they do these, and like that's that's what's awesome is that right now they're doing that demo fest thing. So oh, if you have an yeah. Xbox. Or or do the PC? I'm not I'm not sure if it's on the PC side or not. But um, I know the Steam Next Fest, all the stuff that was Steam Next Fest. If those demos are supposed to be Next Fest exclusive, there I think they're leaving uh, today. Okay. So this is kind of the supplement of that. Xbox has some, I think, like 20 games that they're putting on. So like, Steam Stars is one of them, right? Liza P was uh, one of the ones from Summer Game Fest. Okay, okay. Um, supposedly it was supposed to stop operating on the 27th of June, so I haven't tried to load it up again, uh, but it's supposed to not work. And uh, then, yeah, so I like, check that out. It, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I like the But it's on game. game Pass, so I'm just going to, I'll download it. Yeah, it'll time. be on Game Pass yeah. um, uh, when it comes out September 19th. So, like, that's the, uh, that's the thing is, like, at least they're doing all that stuff with this. Um, like I'm excited to play the the new Sea of Stars demo and uh, WrestleQuest so has a demo. <laughs> it's on Game Pass. Yeah, so. yeah that's going to be on Game Pass too. Like that yeah. went from not being on Xbox at all to being on Game Pass, which is that's pretty cool. 
Oh, right? they paid for that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they definitely paid. They threw some money for that one. Um, yeah, so there's some cool cool ones on there. I would I would say go check it out this week because it's done on the on the 17th. Make sure you check it out by then. Um, that being said, let's move on to some some other people that make games. We just talked about them. Uh, Square Enix. The Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters apparently sold well enough. What do you know when you put them on console, right? Instead of having them stuck on the PC and Noble for except all for year. Xbox, yeah, except which that, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> like, doesn't make sense. These, um, the Japanese developers are weird with like they're like they'll slowly put things to PC and they're like, wait, yeah. if you put it on more platforms, more people will buy it. So it's like, are they going to realize that there are people that would buy it on Xbox as well? Are they eventually going to realize? That? And and that's one of those things that because you're doing it piecemeal, you're not make forcing them to do the collection. I don't think it works with Game Pass. I just I mean think, on the platform, not necessarily. No, Game no, no. Pass, I'm but. I'm saying like it, Square Enix likes to wait for that Game Pass. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. like that's why it's weird that Octopath Two is not on there. It doesn't either, make because, any sense because and PlayStation doesn't have the first game. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this is so weird. Um, but you know that's that's the thing is it like it doesn't make sense to me. This is a game that if you had an Xbox, I think you're going to buy piecemeal or you're going to buy the collection or whatever it's not something you're going to be waiting to see if it shows up on x uh on game pass because it's it's very niche like you have to be a hardcore final fantasy fan to even want that in the first place yes it has like three of the greatest games ever you know between four to six but still like you know you have to want to play a freaking super nintendo game which not everybody wants to do so I just, I just think that that's kind of misguided and not yeah. to put it on Xbox. It, I think I, more access to them, yeah. right? So we need well, them. but you know, we don't know if Sony paid money they probably for that. Do. So, uh, you know, they're not going to rule out Nintendo because, dude, if you don't put that on the Switch, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're, you're uh, so yeah. Square's not and, that dumb. <laughs> especially because, like, I think Square is still trying to make a note all the time about, like, yo, these are originally Nintendo products. Like, how are we not going to put this on, on the Switch, right? Um, but... You know, at the end of the day, Square Enix does have a lot of properties, a lot of IP that's kind of sitting there, not doing a whole lot. And uh, there's rumors, obviously. Um, I've ta- I had um, oh, Hayes Madsen on to talk about, uh, give his review of Final Fantasy 16 a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about, like, okay, there's the rumor of the Final Fantasy 9 remake. Now there's a rumor of a 10 remake. Now there's a big rumor that. People inside Square Enix want to make a six remake. Uh, you Isn't know, they got that four remake or something, or like yeah, like uh, the Star Ocean. They got that Star Ocean uh, surprise second story HD two D thing. Um, you know, you still got Dragon Quest three HD two D coming. So like, you have all this IP that's sitting there. Why wouldn't you use it, right? Um, look what you did for Live Alive. Nobody freaking knew about that game at all. Except, and then it comes out, Schneider it sells. ICU. Yeah, Pear Schneider, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, lo and behold, like, oh, wow, that's what brought about Octopath Traveler. Like, that's, it's yeah. so cool to have that part of gaming history available. And I don't know if you saw the story that there was a study done that, like, only 13% of games made before 2010 are available on modern consoles or modern availability, right? 87% of video games before 2010 are not available to purchase at all. Like, it's insane that we have such a bad 
uh, way of thinking about video game history, like Square Enix, use hopefully this spurs them on to the the two things that that to me strike immediately is Final Fantasy fourteen is huge. why are you not doing a tactics re- or remaster? Why are you not doing uh, or do a tactics collection with the GBA games and put them everywhere? And then uh, why are you not doing something involving Vagrant Story? Because that's also kind of connected to to Ivalice and all that. Like, where's the the old Dragon Quest games? Put a, get, where's a collection yeah, of all the old ones? They made the, the first three on Nintendo, and then the other ones are stuck on 3DS, which now yeah. nobody can buy them. So, like, there's there's so so much there for them to to pull from, and then there's the the other stuff that's great. I mean, they've been doing with the Saga games, right? I don't know how well they've been doing. Uh, you know, they did it with uh, the trials, the mana games as well. Like, I really hope that this gets them to look at the library of remasters that are possible and say, look, let's let's start doing what Capcom does. Let's start making this part of our portfolio, because as a huge RPG guy that I am, I will play them all. So just make them and I will you know play them all. You know who even also does it? It's yeah. Konami. <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of collections. It's like, if Konami's doing it, everyone else could be doing it because they don't do anything right? else. Uh, you know, Bandai Namco, get in the get in the boat too. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that just access to all these games, just, just not even just Square, just, you know, yeah, just everyone. Like, like we're getting so many remasters and remakes and things like that. And like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but I'm getting sick of all of them. Like, right. I would rather everyone just be able to play, you know, this might be pretty controversial. I'd rather everyone just have access to Resident Evil 4 original, and that's it. Which just, they do. And that's it. And they yeah. do. But I was just throwing a big a big game right. out there. Like, if everyone could just play that, who cares if they get a remake? Just play the original. Right. Like it's, So, like, I wish just every other game could just be that instead of, like, oh, let's get a remake of the Why not just port it and then, like, just... I, I think the problem is, and I... I agree with you to an extent, right? Like when, uh, still some of the highest rated games that came out this year are remakes. Like, yeah, yeah. um, people are, yeah, people are went nuts for me included for the second part of Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, uh, so, that looks so, good. <laughs> so like that's the problem is that when you get to see that game come to life in a new way, well, not all of them are new, right? That some of them are just straight up like you're just remaking, remastering the game or remaking it, but like Dead Space 1, right? But they do well. They sell well. And that's the problem. Is It's the same thing that Disney has with doing all their live-action versions of all their animated masterpieces. People go out and freaking watch them. Um, and that's the thing, is we would have to, as a society, decide that, yo, let's just play the game the way it was and leave it at that, right? Um, but it, that doesn't, unfortunately, as much as we, as people that have been playing games for a long time, are cool with going back and playing the pixel remaster, right? As they were, um, even though they've been gussied up and prettied up and whatever, you still want, uh, even if it's making it look a little bit different, like they're doing with Ever Crisis with Final Fantasy VII, you want something, right? You want something. And, and that's the thing is like, people want, the hot newness and if you can make the old thing the hot newness again that's that's so hard to put back in the bottle you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah, yeah. like and it's just something we i i hate i hate it too because it's like we want the new thing right oh i'd rather you go make resident evil 9 not make yes. resident evil 4 
but as great as that it. remake is, yeah, as like, as, yeah, he was and, so and good. As much as I hate Ethan, <laughs> it's like, right. So, you know, I still want Resident Evil. Movie. Yeah, it, that's the thing. Is like, uh, you know, that that's another thing is Capcom, which that's that's where I'm at with this too. Is I hope Capcom is not going to forget that they have pieces of the story that still haven't been told that are there where's jill <laughs> yeah like code veronica should be getting a remake yeah. or remaster or whatever before we're going on to remaking five and heaven forbid oh, five six. is next five yeah. is next 100. unfortunately that's the thing is it seems like five is skipping all that and we're just leaving the story around yeah uh you know you could also just remake zero um which nah. that's yeah. <laughs> let it be you can, you can uh, play the modern consoles let it be. No one. Uh, well, I mean, but uh, yeah, or like find a way to make it to where you don't have to play with something. But like that's yeah, yeah. Th- that's the thing is they they have options for how to continue the story that's already there. You're trying to make this. I get what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to make the one through six more cohesive, which that's fine. You know, I applaud them for trying to do that. But it's like, why are we? just forgetting about all these other you know resident evil titles that are are part of that so, yeah well yeah i guess my only like we don't need to keep going on about this but my my only thing about that so we'll just go with the one through six so say they you know that is it they're going to remake one through six and they're done but then guess what in whatever years once you get to back look at back at two remake that game's going to feel old then what are you going to remake two remake again it's like no the, you, yeah, what are we God, doing here? Yeah. you know it's like just let it let the games be playable Right, and then you know, let's move on. That's it. That that's just how I feel. Yeah. No. No. You are you're right about that. At some point, like at some point, you got to stop again to bring this up. Disney's gonna run out of movies to remake, <laughs> and they're they're gonna have to start like thinking about. Okay, well, do we do sequels to some of these? Like they they actually are doing a sequel to the Lion King one. Like. Oh, no, they're not. I, you know, so, like, what, what, like, I, I, that's, it sucks. Trust me. I, I was like, no. I didn't even see the live action. I saw the, the original. The thing was, the live action like, thing is like one of the highest grossing movies of all time. It's like is, in the top 10 or something. It's yeah, which is ridiculous. But yeah, it's, they're going to eventually run out of that. So they're going to have to think about, okay, what do we do now? And then like Capcom's going to get to that point too of like, well, what do we do? We can't, like you said, remake it again. So um, hopefully by then there's also Resident 10 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing is Resident Evil, at least this has helped make that franchise even bigger. And that's what I appreciate, right? Like yeah. it made me into a Resident Evil fan because I was never really a Resident Evil person until I played mm-hmm. Village. Okay. And then really? that got me into really? it. Right. Wow. Um, Interesting. So then I went back and played seven. I liked that a lot. And then I went back and played two and I gave it a first shake and I've gotten through more of it, you know? So like I have developed a love for the franchise just because I found one that worked one? for me. I haven't played one. Okay. Play, but... Try to play the one. Uh, it, I, I think it's technically called remake one remake. Yeah, the one one remake version. Okay. Um, yeah. Play that one. It, it has okay. like a modern control. So you're not like always having to worry about the direction of the tank. Um, but that game really still holds up. It might feel a little dated because of, you know I think that remake was like 2001. But that yeah. game, that's an all-timer. Right? Well, that's yeah, and then that's the thing. Like I bought, even though I don't even I don't know where, but I ended up buying all the Resident Evil stuff, even the ones that 
or like ancillary like revelations or whatever because they had them on yeah. they had them all on sale so like i was like okay cool like so i do think there is a way of it does help in a way of, of getting like look at all the people that have don't give an absolute damn about final fantasy but they picked up 16 because it looks cool right it does uh, so, look cool yeah like so i do see the the caveat in that but but i do agree with you in a way like that's where i think square enix yo look at the fact that all you did was make this look pretty but it's still the original game if you do that with some of these these ip that have been sitting there since the ps1 not doing it, that would be really nice like you know make it happen so um Moving on from that, uh, we talked about the Banjo Kazooie. Um, just to kind of save a little time, unless you were no, really, I, uh, like I, I said, don't know how big of a Mega Man fan you are. So, hmm. uh, I my biggest connection to Mega Man is probably Battle Network. Actually, I played uh, a few yeah, of the games, so. but I really love Battle Network. That's um, where I am too. Right. I, I I didn't pick up the collection. Uh, you know, I don't really. There's too much to play, but yeah, like I'll, I might pick the collection up. With but um, yeah, the the Battle Network games are awesome. I'm a I'm a big card game fan. And having like a nice blend of card game with some like you know some action and um, it's a, it was just a really cool game. And we used to like system link our our Game Boys uh, and just battle each other. I reviewed I think the first couple, and I really like wound up loving them just because like it's not what I expected it was gonna be. Eventually, it got to the point where it's like there was too many. <laughs> so and they started yeah, doing like the thing where they. Well, they started doing that thing with the po- like Pokemon. Where mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we have uh, two versions. And it's like, uh... Yeah, I think you get like different chips or something in each yeah, version. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, this is too much. It's too much. Yeah, um, I still don't like Pokemon, does it? It bothers me so much. <laughs> I, I really wish Pokemon would just be like, okay, it's just one game. Yeah, it's just you know? become ingrained. But then it's like they did Arceus. And it's like, yeah. you only did one Arceus. So it's like, right. can't you just keep... Yeah, like... I don't know. Pokemon's just, they have to just, I, I appreciate that they finally got out of their show with Arceus and Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, man, if we're really going to start taking Pokemon in a different direction, like just make one game. It's okay. Yeah. Um, even though I only wind up buying one game, I guess it doesn't hurt me particularly, but whatever. I got, you know, it's a way to manipulate the, the sales. Also. It is. Yeah. Um, just to, get this one i think this was the last thing that i had was that they yeah and marvel finally confirmed that the black panther game that got leaked actually exists and that they are working on it. it's in early development so probably going to be a few years. um that makes me worry about where marvel's going to be by then uh but that's another story. that's a different question uh, <laughs> different so, questions, yeah. uh, spider-man and you know insomniac's done awesome with spider-man Rocksteady's still trying to live off the legacy of Batman. They just announced that collection for uh, Switch. Um, so, like, now we're getting a Black Panther solo game. A second, like, Black Panther game. Yeah. Well, they had the DLC for Avengers, you know. That and, and that. that as well. Yeah. yeah. So Black Panther. I, like, what do you... Uh, yeah, they because they have that uh, one with Captain America. Yeah, right? that one. Yeah. yeah. So, that that's nuts. There were not only one, but two. Like, I don't know how big of a Black Panther fan are you? I guess is there anything you want to see them do with this character in this game that will make it be like, oh man, I want to buy this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I love the character. Yeah, what do I really want? I don't know. Like, I think every game's just trying to be the like third person action game. Like, yeah. that's obviously what this is going to be. Like, I can you know, there's no way it's not a third person action game. 
but it's like, do do I just want it to be an open world Ubisoft, you know, icons everywhere type of game? It's like, it's probably going to be something like that. That's not really what I want. I, I yeah. guess if I got my way, it would be a 10 hour single player game, uh, very uncharted, like that with just Black Panther and have like a cool story. That's really what I'd want. You know, not nothing too crazy. Yeah, I don't need it to be this like sixty hour open world no. thing. We get too many. Um, yeah, like you know, if you want to make it like fifteen or whatever, try to kinda go the Spider Man route, which I think that's probably what they're gonna try to emulate the most. Yeah, that's um, what yeah, that too. I didn't even think about the Spider Man. As long as the story is good, I'm cool with it because I love Black Panther characters. Exploring Wakanda could be yeah. fun. Yes. In a, in a way. Be, yeah. Uh you know, how much are they gonna be able to play with that? Like, are they going to let them? My worry is that they're going to, what we've seen Dizzy do with a lot of this stuff is they're going to like, it has to be part of the MCU and it has to follow that. And I hope that they let them go more of the Square Enix route with Avenge, even though, you know, that didn't turn out great. It wasn't for the lack, it wasn't for the story. It was because of other things with the multiplayer. If they let them do their own original story and, and do that, then I'm, I'm cool with that. It should be a good game. Uh, great game. I do worry about where Marvel is going to be at the time that this comes out. And if I then maybe we are really into the superhero fatigue and I worry about like sales wise. Yeah. But, I mean, there's also, you know, this is a new studio, right? Yeah. They, they're building the studio for that. So it's unproven. They're, they're unproven, you know, like with, with Avengers, like that was at least crystal dynamics. Like they're awesome, you know? Yeah. They like they make good games, so we at least knew about that. With them, it's like, oh, this is you know, this is somebody new, you know. Even with like the Black Panther, um, Captain America game, like, yeah, we know Amy Hennig, but I don't really know if we know that that team is, you know, like she's building a team there. Like that's still an unproven, though. She really isn't. She like she's done a lot, you know. She's she's very proven. Um, yeah, I, I think the Disney's a little. They're like a little wishwashy because it's like, yeah, you said, yeah, they, they're very strict with Star Wars. Like everything Star Wars is canon. Like that's just yeah. for sure. Everything's canon. All the, the Jedi games with Cal and everything, those are canon Star Wars uh, stories. The Marvel thing is like they've done multiple Marvel games. The Spider-Man games aren't canon. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 isn't canon. Um, Avengers they They canon. screwed up the... The Marvel's Capcom one because they tried to make it that too, MCU. yeah. And like, it's like if you would have let that be what it's always been, that would have been a much better game. Uh, but yeah, I think they've learned from that actually, and just yeah. said we'll let them make kind of whatever they want because we we don't need it. If they try to tie like what DC announced, right? Like James Gunn said, everything is going to be canon, even the games, even. I think Marvel's kind of got to the point where where it's like, if we try to make all of this stuff canon too, we're going to make people go in such a loop that they're going to be totally disconnected from everything. It's like, um, you, excuse me, you can say that right now because you're starting brand new, right, if you're James Gunn. But as far along as Marvel is, I don't think you can even do that at this point. Like, it's already a problem for people are getting mad about, we have the TV shows, right? And it's like, how many of these TV shows I got to watch? I don't see anybody. I mean, as as much as I love Samuel, and I don't see anybody talking about Secret Invasion at all. I think um, the problem is yeah. there's just too much content everywhere. We talked about that yeah. at the very beginning of the show. There's too, just too much content. 
There's too much TV yeah. shows, too much movies, too many games. No one can consume everything. So right, these shows are going to get run over. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think people are people are really starting to get into the streaming service fatigue as well because like, it's just so spread. It, there's yeah. every new company needs a new service. It's like I thought that this was supposed to you know fix cable, right? Not yeah, you know not you made it worse because yeah, now I gotta make it worse. When I try to go find if I can watch a movie, I got to go figure out if it's on one of the streaming services. Oh, do I have that one? Oh, should I go ahead and do the free trial to watch it? And then I got to remember that I got to cancel it. Yeah, and it's like, it, yeah. uh, you know, oh, and then I get charged and then I turn around and it's like, oh, damn, $15, you know, like, so then, then Disney does their bundle thing, which is fine. Cause I watch a lot of sports. So I had to have yeah. ESPN for something. So like, I'm not really watching Disney plus or really hulu that much but i have it because i have the espn thing and or you know i have espn plus so it's like and it, at that they keep raising the price of everything that it's almost doesn't it's pointless to get one of them because they almost cost the same as like all three of them so it's getting to the point where this is getting way more pricey than cable is for sure. uh, and then you still gotta pay for the internet uh, yeah. apart from that so you know it's it has a whole another ball of worms, but I I worry about like that is going to crash really hard, and then where are they gonna go? But we'll see. We'll see where Marvel's at at that point. Whenever Black Panther comes out, and uh, hopefully they're not in a bad, really bad state, because I don't I don't want to see those. I don't want to see the properties just go away completely. Like, you know, I still love would love to see what they can do. You know, with these movies that they have planned. Uh, but yeah, I think I think they gotta start consolidating with this stuff. Uh, it got too much going on. So that being said, um, moving let let's go let's go backwards. Though. Like okay. let's before I, you know, when I have a first time guest, I like to have uh the you know these like gaming origin questions of like how oh. how did you start um all of this kind of stuff because everybody has has a story. I've had people on here that are not gamers from the beginning of of life or whatever they learned they got it later um how they like do what they do now with gaming is interesting because they're not uh, they come from a different field like so i always kind of find it interesting to get everybody's perspective on that. so like have you always been a gamer did you have somebody kind of introduce you to that or did you find it like yourself did you have like a first console yeah so growing up almost no one in my family played um, my parents didn't play a game. Um, I had a few cousins that like I would play like a Super Nintendo game or something. Um, but you know, I was very young, didn't really remember. I never had anything, so it'd just be play something, and you know, I'd go back home and I'd just you know play with my toys. But the game that there's two, there was a double whammy of two games that really like, oh, uh, this is what games can be, you know. And one, the first one was Pokemon. You know, I'm perfect age for Pokemon. Pokemon exploded, and then, you know, I had to play Pokemon. But the first real console that I had um, was the original Xbox. And the game that blew my mind at the time was Halo 1. Um, I did not think a game could even be that. I thought a game had to be, you know, more cartoon graphics. And, right. you know, I, I didn't think a game could be realistic. You know, looking at Halo One now, it's like oh, that game's not really realistic anymore. No, but back then, man, those yeah. graphics were freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, did you have the? Because Halo One was the uh, junior high, high school. For, 
of nice. like we had when we had a slumber party, an all night. You know, we everybody would bring their CRT TV. The you bring your Xbox. Everybody did, and you do system link system and you have the eight players. Like, uh, yeah. Yes. So like uh, you, those PC people had their LAN parties. We had the system. Yes. You know, like so. Um, we did that for sure. Yeah, did that like, too. as soon as I got my Xbox, uh, I got it for Christmas in 2001. Um, I got the the bundle that came with, I think it was um, Jet Set Radio Future. I think I think it was the. It was like a it was a dual disc. It was Jet Set Radio and Sega GT Racing. Yeah, that was what I had, and then I also had Halo. And my cousin, you know, came over sometime after, and he ended up getting a an Xbox, and then his brother, my other cousins, got an Xbox. That's how we would sit and stuff. Um, and then it, you know, that forged into like, you know, I got Xbox Live, you know, pretty early. I got it when Halo 2 came out. Um, and that's my favorite game of all time. Um, and, you know, I've been playing Xbox Live since, I guess, Christmas and Halo, Halo 2 days, 2004. Wow. That's pretty awesome, though. You've been like, I think I did play it when Halo 2 came out, but, um, I wasn't like too into the like playing stuff online that much, and if I did, it was never so for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, my account is not technically that old. I think at some point around the 360, I had to get a new account. There was like some weird thing with like I think it was yeah. on my mom's old account, and like yeah, it was really weird. But yeah, yeah, that's how long I've been playing uh, Xbox Live. No, so I definitely uh, understand. We both have that like original Halo love. So oh yeah, like that's a that's a a series that is near and dear uh to us do you have i guess you know aside from halo do you have like any other franchises that you love like that any like other favorite games of all time kind of thing oh yeah i have actually a list <laughs> because oh, of our friend okay. tucker he <laughs> right. does a lot of lists he mm-hmm. he basically he, he pushed me off the cliff into making a list so i have like a top 200 I, I oh, wow. constantly adjust this thing. Yeah. Oh, I got real serious. And I I'm it. sitting here trying to do that top 50. And I'm like, holy crap, I got to really think about that. I posted it like, like, day yeah. Mine. Um, so yeah, I do. I do have um, my list. So I, like I said, Pokemon is, an, mm-hmm. um, I love uh, 2D Mario. Uh, I love Super Mario World. Um, yes. It's probably my Super favorite, um, just pure favorite Mario game. Uh, but I also love 3D Mario. Yeah. Um, the only one I really I want to still play for 3D is uh, Galaxy 2. Um, and I'm hoping that we get a Switch Why was that not in the freaking collection that you, you made it all by and then you put the damn games on your freaking service anyways? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I can even pull up my list for two seconds here. Yeah. Um, do you have like a, a certain genres that you like favor more than others? Well, it started with 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 um you know shooters, but um right. I you know there became a point I don't know exactly when maybe right around the end of the 360 where I started or mid to end 360 I was like I'm gonna try more. There's more I haven't seen right. and things like that. So I started playing you know like Mass Effect, um, even more Rockstar. Like Rockstar is huge. I I think. Like, I'm going to make a controversial statement right here, right now. I think the best modern video game ever made is Red Dead Redemption. Just hands okay. down. I don't think there's any better modern. Um, I think it's better than The Last of Us. I think it's a better story than The Last of Us. I, yeah, there's definitely uh, some folks that I know that would agree with you there. Um, um, yeah, so I'm not super genre dependent, especially at this point. Like, I just play everything. I don't really care. Um, I'll play 
you know, JRPGs to shooters to hack and slash. Um, I love action games. Um, but yeah, I have my list pulled up here. Okay. Um, so I'm just looking. I started more recently. I've always tried from software games, you know, as they right. were coming out. Like I even played like my best friend I, I live with. Uh, we we played Dark Souls one when it first came out in like 2010 or 11. Um, and it just, you know, it was on his Xbox and it just didn't really fully click for me. I played a, a good amount then, but I think Elden Ring like kind of broke me in a, in a good way. I don't know what it was, but it broke me last year. And it like, I just saw, I, I, I saw through the looking glass. I think I'm a from software boy now and I don't understand. I never thought I was a from software boy. So last year it went from Elden Ring, beat it, beat Dark Souls 1 and Bloodborne, which I also oh, wow. played. I also played like 10 hours of Bloodborne when it first came out and then something else came out and I stopped playing. But I beat all three of those from games in all oh, just last year. And they're they're all incredible, especially Bloodborne. Um, that's a perfect. That's the one that I keep like going, oh, I got to play this. No, you should. It's, yeah. It's Everybody so- tells me that's the one if you want to like try to get into this. Because I have, you know, we have friends that, um, you know, my co-host and then his friend, they're like, they're big on, on those games. So they're like, oh, man, you should try. You should try. They're like, I hate the whole feeling of I'm dying and just dying, dying, dying. Thing. And, yeah, yeah. That, that can be punishing. Um, I would say Bloodborne's a little different. You get a lot more healing items and okay. they like, and they also counterbalance it with um, how your health bar works. Um, like. So like in a normal, you know, Souls game, like you're just going to get hit and then your health will go down and then you have to drink an Estus flask and then you bring your health back up. But in, in, in Bloodborne, you actually have like a little bit of time to like, if you get a hit, you can regain a little bit of your health Oh. for like okay. a short period of time. Like you actually can see your health bar, like a fighting game, you know, right. Marvel's Capcom. If you bring your guy back, they'll heal for a little. It's very similar in Bloodborne, um, but you also just get a lot of your, your healing blood vials more than like your estes um the game isn't super blocky and you know in a lot of souls games you could i guess you can kind of play them dodgy too but you you don't you don't really get a shield you really get a gun and a a melee weapon or you can do a two-handed man so it's a lot more dodgy if you like dodgy games you like being very quick okay yeah see now that that works for me because that's how i'm playing uh 16 i'm not i'm just messing with the dodge i'm not messing trying to pair i'm really bad about Try to do it exactly so you can parry, right? Yeah. So, Bloodborne does have a parry, though. Like, uh, I like the blunderbuss. There's, like, a pistol you can get, or a few. Yeah. there's a few different guns. But the blunderbuss, if you time it on somebody's attack, you can parry. But uh, it, it is about dodging. You don't have to parry. You could be, like, two-hander, dodging around and hitting. Like, that. that's really what you okay. can do. I think I'm, I'm going to take your recommendation, actually. Try, like, my, my problem is that, um, I think Ains has talked about this too uh, with season gaming that like I've done this for so long, the whole be in the review cycle as a reviewer that like you have to move on. You have to like play game, review game, move on to the next thing. You don't really have time. To, and especially as you get older, got to spend time with the kids, spend time sure. with the girlfriend, like have to have a life outside of sitting in front of the TV so it's already an issue to review the games that you have to review. So, which has also been a problem because sometimes I get to the point where I finish the game and then it's like imposter syndrome sets in and I don't ever write the review, which is another issue. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I've been trying to get better about that. It's still like the whole, that whole thing happens. But 
yeah, especially like now that I've like started to work from home, like I feel like I'm being a lot more productive. So I could do things, but when I'm having to drive 45 minutes to the office, drive back, I get home at midnight. The last thing I want to do is anything. I'm sitting there watching TV to go to sleep. But anyway, like my point is, even this whole year, right? You go from Hi Fi Rush to uh, Theater Rhythm to Octopath Traveler 2, which I had to finally just, dis- I had to finally get to the point with Octopath Traveler 2 where like, okay, I'm going to be here another month trying to beat this game. So I'm just going to have to write the review from like where I'm at. I played like 90 hours. That's enough, you know, like, because it's that whole thing of like, you'll write the review and then it like, oh, it's the game, right? It's like, it's so it's it's like the thing yeah. is, it depends on what your belief is. You have to finish the game to review it. Is there a certain point where the game doesn't change? Um, and that's my favorite genre is RPGs, especially the the one with the J in it. So they're long games, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, that's that's the thing is um, that gets stuck there too. Then when so I have to think about it sometimes, and that's why I will decide. Okay, I'm not going to review insert big game here because I want to play something else. Uh, I want to take a little bit of time off. So like trying to find that thing of being like, okay, I'm going to get out of this cycle when there's a, like, let's say this month, but there's not a whole lot. I could finally probably play. Um, yeah. But I man, what, it's this year has been me, nuts. This yeah. year is insane. I, I think really what helps me, uh, it kind of, I guess we'll tell you what kind of gamer I am. Uh, there's two things. Uh, the first one's the easiest one is I don't really replay any video. You know, yeah, if I, I don't beat do the game, yeah. I'm done. Like, even if it's, you know, years ago, I don't, like, you know, I played the game. If I really want to go look, I'll go look at a gameplay up or something if I really need to see. Um, so, like, I just don't replay. I want to, you know, try something new, you know? Um, whether, even that's, even if that is an older game, like, I'd, I'd rather have that new experience, replay a game I play. Um, but then, actually, in-game stuff, um, I don't really do a ton of side stuff. Ton of side quests. Nah. Not that I'm always pure mainline, but I do not do it. So that really cuts a lot of my, you know, time. Like um, I always feel a lot of it's pretty ancillary and not, you know. No, and you're right about that. A lot of times the side quests are. Yeah, I'll do loyalty missions like Mass Effect. Like that's really big, and it's like it's it affects the game. And like if it's like that big of a side quest, but you know, if it's just like, hey, go fetch me ten, you know, bones. And bring it back to me. It's no, like, yeah. I mean, why do I really want to do that? Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I, I get you there. Uh, that's been our problem with 16 is that everybody was like, oh man, the side quests are so good. So I'm just, I haven't done. Okay. <laughs> well, so I have to do a side quest and then uh, it's kind of okay at first. Like when you, the first part of the game, it like kind of guides you through. It's, it's kind of like, okay, there's three here. There's four here whatever yeah you I get did like to like bahamut that. or whatever and all of a sudden it's like 15 and i'm like what the <laughs> fuck happened here and then like i got to beat odin and then it's like drops like 30 on you i'm like geez what the hell no that then sounds that's, like a yeah. nightmare i'm not so, even that far in i think i've done like i you know that I, I said i didn't do any but i think i did maybe one two but they're all like on the path it's like talk to this right dude, exactly do you know this thing and then i'm already going that way it's like okay sure i guess you know i'm not that's too much that's how i've done the hunts it's like oh are they on my way of whatever i'm doing okay i'll just go over there yeah. uh you know and so like that's my problem sometimes too is like especially with um you know you play the jrps you get in the side quest you get stuck 
And if I'm reviewing the game also, I feel like, okay, I have to play enough of these to be able to talk about it and be able to say, okay, well, these it or not. So, yeah, like I try to mainline and then then it's like, okay, well, I got to do some of these and then I get stuck in the... Yeah, a game, like, yeah. a game like Persona 5, yeah. I mean, I still don't think it necessarily justifies its 90 hours, I think. It's like, I don't necessarily think it justifies 90 hours, but... Right. I think that it does a good job of making everything feel meaningful and everything yeah. you're doing isn't like ancillary side stuff. Like, Oh, you're going to hang out with your friend or, you know, whatever, you know, like you're actually doing things that feel cohesive and a part of what you're just naturally doing, like living your normal life. Like it's supposed to be a life sim, you know, mixed with other things. Like I think persona five does a very good job of that, but I still think that they could cut 30 hours out of the game and it'd still be yeah. very long. <laughs> I mean, Persona Persona Five was my first one. I had never played any of the Personas before then, so I, I'm sitting there with the review code, and I'm like, "Oh, this game came out of hand." And so <laughs> I'm gonna have to start following a guy because if not, I'm gonna get stuck in here, you know. So I followed a guy to kind of be like, "Okay, well, this is kind of what you should." You know, you go to the palaces; those are awesome. But that's what I really appreciated. Like the story's great. The the all the the enemy characters are awesome and then obviously your party's cool too and then doing all the i i really gained an appreciation for the whole like talking to your party like outside of the quests and going in, like uh that's why i ended up loving uh lacuse like a dragon right because it does oh, a lot yeah, of that i'm a too. big yakuza fan yeah. i didn't bring that up i'm a it's huge like, yakuza fan yeah i wasn't necessarily like i played some of them but it would kind of like wear on me and I'd I'd stop. But like Yakuza Like a Dragon playing into the RPG part um, helped me kind of like, oh, I'm going to beat this. And obviously Ichiban is a freaking awesome character. I mean, I'm more characters. of a yeah. Kiryu guy. Yeah. I love Ichiban, but I like Kiryu more. Uh, I mean, I think Zero is probably my favorite of, but yeah. Seven's pretty close. Yeah, Ichiban's great. And that is a great cast. I love, I love that cast. Nanba. Shout out to Nanba. Yeah, Nanba. Uh, man, well, not even. Um, what's the name of the cop again? I was saying, uh, Adachi. Yeah, he's Adachi's awesome cool. Too. I, one uh, of my another one of my favorites is Zhao. Yes, the dude with Zhao the cool looking sword. Love I Zhao. was I was sad like when they um they did the whole trailer for like a Dragon Eight, you know. Um, and and Ichiban's like, oh man, I, I got Psycho to marry. I, I asked Psycho to marry me. She said, and I was like, oh no, I wanted that to actually happen. It's like, I think it's still gonna yeah. happen. I, yeah, they they got it. Okay, this is a diatribe here, but yeah. like Kiryu falls in love like seven times. It's like right. let this man no. enjoy life. <laughs> Where's they the take it away from, from every time, game? right? Yeah. yeah. Where's that cop girl from the second game that went to the United States? Maybe that's why he's going to the United States. He'll go with right. Ichiban and he's gonna go get her in there. How about that? Give Hopefully, my boy yeah. Kiryu <laughs> like a happy ending, you know? I bet you're excited that you get to have both of them in that oh, in that game too. You know. What a tease with him being spoilers, him being in, in seven. I'm like, right? Oh, yeah. you couldn't help but not have Kiryu in this game, huh? It couldn't just be Ichiban. You had yeah. to spice it. Yeah, had, yeah, had to put him in there. I mean, at least they made it kind of like give you a reason why he. What a be cool in there. fight yeah. too. Yeah, the fight with him. Oh. Uh the fight was freaking awesome. Man. So yeah, I'm excited for that game. With uh, me too. Like you get to find out what Kiryu was doing uh, during. Oh seven, yeah, Gaiden. So. Gaiden's this yeah. year. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. That's another one that. Uh, Man who erases the, the name. What a name. Like, <laughs> like, the man who erased his name. Like a dragon, right. Gaiden, the man who erased his name. What? 
Yeah. What a name. What an insane name for me. Uh, these RGG folks. Like, it's They're insane so also. I like, love them. How that series came out of nowhere and just with zero just exploded right and yeah there was like multiple explosions it was like zero was like them kind of trying to bring it back and then that kind of really got big and then it's it really like i don't want to make it about xbox but it was when they kind of put it to a new platform Mm -hmm. they put it on game pass and i think it was around 2020 that was really when i started playing it yeah and um it just exploded it just became a phenomenon in the West, and now it's one of Sega's biggest franchises. Yeah. Another reason why they're buddy buddy with Microsoft is, yeah. you know, that that's the thing. Like, you know, my uh, my co-host, he hates Game Pass exists. He's one of the. Oh, he's like a retro collector. He owns like every freaking. Uh, he had a damn dev kit PS3. Cool. Uh, the other day, <laughs> like that he bought like. That that dude is a hardcore collector. He he wants to own everything. Like, and I get that, right? Like, there's, I understand that, especially with the way digital gaming we see games just get taken off things, and and uh, you know we see, we're seeing it now with um with content being taken off the stream and just they, they it doesn't exist at all. So I can understand the whole like I don't like the prevalent of a service, but it's like I even offer to give you a free month of something so that I don't have to, because there was a time where, you know, so I have a website, but the website now is basically just exists to make podcasts for. At one point we did actually try to have it be a website and we had, I had a staff and we were actually like, we would get codes for games off of it and everything else. And like, I'm sitting there trying to be like, yo, I need to save money. Let me buy you Game Pass for a month and you can play this game, review it. And if you don't want to continue it, then don't. He's like, no. And I'm just like, it goes against my, it goes against my code. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. But like Game Pass has helped so many people get into so many different games. And I, that's what I love about Game Pass is like, yo, all these games I would never touch because I have to seriously think about, do I have $20 for this? Do I have, you know, 60 40 whatever i don't have to think about that i can just play the game and man if i end up loving it whoa you know i'll buy it on my switch or or end up buying it myself when it comes off game pass like i don't do that with every game i get it that like oh well you're hurting the developer because you could have bought the game instead but like how many of these people are never going to even care about the game at all and the fact that game pass exists and lets them know hey it's there yeah or even you know games are going up in price so like we talked about EA, you know, doing their little EA play thing on Game Pass. It's like, ooh, you know, Dead Space Remake was 70 bucks when it came out. But guess what? I mean, mm-hmm. it's coming up on time. It's probably going to be on Game Pass soon-ish. Yeah. You know, I forget how long they have to be. But like even, you know, Survivor's been out for a couple months. Like that's maybe by the end of the year, maybe. I'd have to kind of do more research and, you know, how long it takes EA to do that. But, you know, those two games will be on Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, and like, that's the thing is like, if you really want that game, go buy it. You know, like you don't have, if you, if you just, it, it lets you be more economical with things. Like, I love the fact when like they had this idea at Xbox and they did get to announce that Sea of Stars is coming on Xbox Game Pass because number one, I also don't do, I also do this as well. Like, I don't review a game that I know is coming to Game Pass because I don't feel like I should be asking for a code for that I'm going to end up paying for this service that I already, right? So it alleviates me from feeling like, okay, I've got to sit there and get this game early and review and whatever. I'll just pay it at my, on my own pace when it comes out. 
And it's also, they just announced the price. I think it was like, this game is going to be like $35. That makes sense. Indie game? No, it's, I mean, it's a great game. It looks awesome. Chrono Trigger is my favorite game of all time. So it having that lineage uh, obviously helps. Square Enix, that needs a remaster. Like right now, like, dude, I don't. Look, I love my 3DS. I think it's great. I don't want to go buy the DS and that's probably like $100 right now. Oh, like, I'm sure. Just, if you're not going to put it on the Switch Online thing, which I understand, don't, because that is a moneymaker waiting for you to announce it. The moment that game gets announced, Twitter is going to explode. Like, just, I hope that that is in development somewhere. Like, I get it that, that uh you know, I don't know about a remake because then you just have to port. get... Just a port. Yeah. That that is definitely something you can just make a port. It's still great. It still holds up today. There's like a PC um, mobile port. They did that with yeah, the Pixel remaster. If they port. do like uh, HD 2D of it, oh, that's fine cool. too. I don't think it needs a remake because for one, to try to get the the three amigos together again for that is gonna be insane. Sakaguchi, Toriyama, and and Iwamatsu. Like it's probably not gonna busy. happen. Yeah, like Toriyama's busy with other stuff. They can't even figure out a Dragon Quest twelve yeah, right now. So yeah. like. <laughs> Um, I'm, well, I'm sure the character is probably not the problem, but well, I'm they're just doing saying, that like, sand game or whatever too. Yeah, the Sandlands thing too. Sandlands, so yeah. you know he's he's busy, and I'm sure you know they're still doing some other Dragon Ball Z movie somewhere. So, like, yeah, just just port the thing HD 2D whatever. But that thing needs to be on modern consoles like right now. Um, and, and if it ever does, like, let me know because that I would love to hear <laughs> what your experience is. I want to play it. I'm wanna, playing I that game. Uh day one but still so um i guess we totally got off topic which is what i, lo- <laughs> what I love about this too like um <laughs> i i love uh doing this because sometimes you get off on the different tangents i so, can go on any tangent you want <laughs> <laughs> so um did you uh did you read like game mags growing up or have like game Ooh. sites you went to um Ooh, I'll start with the game magazines. I think like a lot of people, probably my age, uh, maybe I got him into a little late, but Game Informer was always yeah. a big one for game me. Informer, yeah. um, reading, getting it, because, you know, going to GameStop, that was always the place to go. So exactly. they were always there, um, getting Game Informers, always looking at the covers, um, kind of seeing what, it was kind of really, a, maybe not my first, but some of the first, like, learning uh, who the reviewer was and like right. seeing like, oh, who is this person? Looking, okay, they reviewed this game and this game. It's like kind of getting gauging a reviewer's taste, seeing how it, it do I agree with that and stuff like that. Um, uh, but in terms of like other stuff, it was really IGN, I think, was the big one for me. Um, early IGN, mid to late 2000s, um, Podcast Beyond and Game Scoop. Still listen to Game Scoop uh, to this day. Game so. Scoop's still great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Damon's, Damon's one of my favorites. <laughs> Love him. Like, um, yeah, the unlocked. All, all the IGN ones are good, and they don't like overstay as well. Like I do appreciate that they just like kind of move on. Um, as you know, my co-host he loves Giant Bomb is his like you know yeah yeah, yeah. especially um, old giant old giant bomb old giant bomb. Well, it was mainly like when Jeff was still there. They're doing like well, they still do the long shows, but it feels like they kind of make an effort not to like overdo it now. Yeah. Um, I still like the crew there. Yeah, uh, I like Grub a lot. Um, I like Jan, Jan a lot, but it, it's definitely not the same without Jeff. I like Jeff's yeah. own show. Yeah, Jeff's um, yeah, he has his own, his own show is really good. 
I haven't been able to listen to Next Lander when they went and did um, with Theirs Vinny. Is pretty good. Too. The problem is it's yeah. it's only on audio, and they have a YouTube channel, and they, they don't post it to YouTube, and it bothers yeah, me. Like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. So it's like I can't even listen to Next Lander. I love Vinny. Like I want to hear what Vinny's got to say about all these games. It's been multiple years, and I haven't been able to listen. Um, I, well, big one for me is Easy Allies. Yeah, um, oh, they've yeah, lost yeah. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I still think that they're pretty good. Um, I listen to Kind of Funny Games daily. I think yeah. really the rest of Kind of, kind of Funny has really fell off for me pretty hard. I still listen to Games Daily all, uh, every episode. Uh, what else? Oh, you don't know, you don't know, listen to like the Gamecast? And... Not every now and then. I'll listen to one. It depends on the topic, yeah. right? right. Uh, personally, but um, like a lot of their other stuff has really fell off, you know. But yeah, yeah. What other stuff do I even listen? to? There's a lot out there. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like everybody. I have um, like a rotation. Yeah. Um, I uh, I listen to What's Good every week. I so. used to. Yeah. It, it, it hasn't felt the same to me. I think really since Steimer left, even though Andrea is my go-to there. Right. Um, since Steimer kind of left, it hasn't really felt the same. Yeah. They, I mean, I think Rihanna is awesome too. Like, um, it's just, it's I think it does feel a little bit different. Like, yeah. And then also, you know, them having, uh, Andrea and Britt having kids, uh, yeah. has kind of made it to where like, you know, Hey, again, like, you know, I talked it's about tough. real world happens. Right. And so like, then they're, they're having to just be like, okay, well we're doing the show, but it's pre-recorded or, Oh, it's just Britt doing it. Or, but I do appreciate that they're like still trying to do it every week, which that's hard. Um, with, you know, having the young kids and again, having life and, um, all that. So, um, oh, I think Khalif, sacred symbols. Yeah, sacred symbols. Interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Khalif's great too with uh, Spawn on me as well. Yeah, I never, so, I, I never uh, really checked him out. I, I definitely would give it a shot just because I, I love just listening to him. Sometimes just think he has a different perspective on I think, yeah. gaming than like what you normally get. And I mean that that whole thing with them separating, uh, you know, him, Greg, and Colin. I kind of always felt bad about that, and then like. Sometimes yeah, Colin goes too hardcore on on the PlayStation he, stuff. Where I'm, yeah, yeah, Colin's an interesting person because he's definitely one of my favorites to listen to. I think kind yeah. of all the Last Dance stuff I really like, actually. Um, like even Defining Duke and yeah, Defining uh, the Duke new show Maddie's Constellation. Good. Yeah, I love Maddie and Cog. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Colin is an interesting person because I like yeah. listening to his analysis on things. I think his his game taste could be questionable sometimes. Yeah, but but um, his analysis is. Good. I think sometimes he, I I don't want to sound negative about it because I think it's fine. It's just how he is. I think that he could be a little biased sometimes, and I think it's it's very he is very PlayStation leaning to the to sometimes it feels like to a detriment. And I right. think a lot of what's been going on with this Activision Blizzard stuff, I think it's really shown a lot of his bias, and he right. it really feels like he's been hating on Xbox more than ever. And that yeah. kind of like, not that I am just an Xbox person. I have everything. Right. Like I play it. Yeah, so I like, do too. So um, it's like I, I, I don't like really that's have the thing too but... is it's weird because I get it that he went into game dev and all that stuff, so he has other preoccupations. But it's like his own uh, saying of like, you know what? I was always a PlayStation guy. That was my beat. Whatever. I never felt the need to look at Xbox or do anything with it. It's like. Look, I get it. Greg is not necessarily, but Greg kind of decided, especially once kind of funny, like, okay, I have to broaden my horizons. I have to like play everything. I have to kind of understand a little bit of everything. He still admits, right? Like I'm not a Nintendo guy or I'm not a, but it doesn't, 
make it to where it's like Colin's almost like I want to I want to skirt the line as close as I possibly can from almost being into I'm feeding into the the console warrior side and it's like yeah I feel like he doesn't like it but yeah Yeah. he's on the edge and and the weird thing is is I love you know I love Colin so much but like he's such an open-minded person right and 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 I always get that from him and that's what I, I think I really appreciate about him but then when it comes to anything that's not PlayStation it feels like he's not yeah. Right. And it's like, why don't you just That's open your weird. mind to a different That's platform? Weird. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, what do you mean you don't want to play the new Zelda? Like, I don't yeah, understand like, where he comes from with that. I'm like, yeah, you just like, try. Oh, I don't man. want like, it. No, I, I get if he said, if he said, okay, look, I just don't like Zelda. I play Zelda or like, you know, whatever. But it's like, oh no, I just don't want to. Like, it's yeah, like, that's, it's that's not like, PlayStation. So I'm not going to touch it. And it's like weird to say yeah. when, dude, you're, no, no, I get it. Like Colin has made a lot of enemies there because he says speaks his mind, which I appreciate too. Because there's so many people that you get stuck on the like, which you know, kind Being of funny. Go, kind of funny goes into that direction where it's like sometimes they're too positive. Because yeah. I think or they, too shilly. They're shilling yeah. a little bit too much. Yeah. Like I, I do think you know I love Tim. I think Tim's great. He's a great hype man, but sometimes he hype does, could be too much. He. Like, I think he, he overdid it with the Final Fantasy. I'm just like, look, I like Final Fantasy 15. I think it's great. I don't think it's the second coming of Christ either. Yeah. So, like... You know um, who I like better with hype is yeah. Huber. For me. Yeah. Yeah, Huber, uh, okay, Huber I, I think, that. does a pretty good job of, like, I actually think Bless is actually pretty good about it, too. Like, sure, Bless right? is kind of level-headed as well. Yeah, I, I like seeing Bless grow more as a, as, a, yeah. as a host, right? Like, we got to see him grow over the past, what, three years. So, like, and you know who's who is the... Um, the shining star that a lot of people, I think Janet, I think is the best one of everybody. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you're bringing up Janet. And that's kind of making me remember another one of my favorite podcasts is Min Max. Yeah. Min which Max is awesome. I actually like Janet. With two ends. I'm joking. With two ends. With two ends, of course. Of course. Um, I actually like Janet more when she does stuff with Min Max. Okay. Um, fair enough. I think, yeah. I think she kind of has a little bit more of a chemistry. Well, with because, it. you know, also because I think she brings a different thing because Ben is so yeah. like, I'm Mr. Positive. I'm Mr. Positive. And like, and then he's also like the one that's there to make jokes and whatever. And then Janet kind of brings it back to, yo, wait a minute. What about this? Or like, yeah. you know, I love the fact that she'll go on a like game of the year thing and she's the only one fighting for Horizon, Forbidden West for like the whole thing. And like, uh, I don't, I don't agree with her on that. Too. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Like she no. has her battles and she figures out her way to, to fight for that. Uh, but we totally went off topic again. <laughs> and I'm sure people that don't care about like what gaming podcasts we listen to, uh, just turned off the whole show. But um, no, this is why there's timestamps. People, you can hit whatever uh, timestamp that we have in there. So, um, I guess we kind of already talked about like what you listen to, but like what made you go to? I guess decide to. Did you do anything else before you started Nerd of Gods? And I guess what made you decide? Oh, hey, I'm going to start a podcast about games. Uh, that's actually a funny story. Um, so, um, you know, growing up, like, or even, you know, that kind of mid to late 2000s, um, or kind of, yeah, late 2000s, stuff like that, um, you know, watching YouTube, I'm, I've always been a big Achievement Hunter fan, especially older Achievement Hunter and stuff, uh, even Funhouse. So, like, watching Let's Plays, actually, original Nerdic Gods, there's, like, none of the videos are there on the channel anymore, uh, was a Let's Play channel. Um, oh. I actually created Nerdic Gods like 10 years ago um, wow. and it, it was a Let's Play channel um, with just a group of friends and we would play and 
you know, I was the only one editing them and, you know, actually doing the actual recording and all that. And, you know, that's what Nerd of God started as. And then I don't know what spurred, um, like, me wanting to do the podcast, actually. It just kind of hit me. I think uh, it was kind of late 2019. Um, I kind of hit up the um, the kind of funny subreddit. Um, and I was like, Hey, does anybody want to, would anybody like to do a podcast? I didn't, at the time I didn't really have much in terms of setup. Um, I had like a friend's old PC and, and really old like snowball mic. And that's kind of how I started. So if you look at the very first few episodes of the Nerdic Gods, um, I don't even have a webcam or nothing. Yeah. Uh, Right. So I think our first episode we did was like, it was, right before the pandemic um it was like february maybe somewhere in february 2020 um so it took a few months after i kind of found um my co-host uh sims and connor to kind of i made our little discord and we kind of were talking and stuff and then yeah now we've been we've been doing the show for three and a half years or so just about Mm. and we haven't missed a week yet that's awesome man that's that's uh great that y'all have had that consistency I'll yeah. be honest. There's times for me where I've we've missed, or I've had to take time off because I yeah got burnt out or whatever, you know. So that's awesome that you guys have been able to. Um, I still wish that that kind of funny best friends. Um, I met like all you guys through that. You know, thankfully Tucker was able. He already had his thing. Yeah, there, but it yeah, sucks that that thing kind of imploded. All that. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Me, me, and I Tucker not, were a lot behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I don't, do you remember the video that we made for that? Just yes, for that I remember. Discord? I was in that yeah. video. Me and Tucker were both in yep. that video. Um, yeah. I, I was in the, the little meeting that they had where the guy from Megadads. The, yes. Uh, the post. Yeah. So you, I yeah. was in there too, actually. You probably, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I was talking much in there, but yeah, I was in there too. Yeah. That, that. Became, yeah. I know. And Sims was talking a lot of that too. Yes. Um, well, it was because, uh, actually Sims had that idea for that. You, yeah. Okay. That. That's right. I do remember that part. He's yeah. the one that initially put out the yep. tweet and everything. Yeah. And Sims guys, let the other guy kind of take over, and then that's when it kind of became uh, an insane thing. It sucks, man, because uh, I met so many people through there that, like, yeah. that's when I was starting to be like, oh, you know what? We could actually make this a show where we have different. Men. I, I eventually did want to get you guys. Yeah. I still think that that could be a thing that we. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, I think relinquishing control from Sims, I think you probably should just keep it and maybe leave it a little smaller, not as many different there. Yeah, because um, it started becoming like where it was like everybody was there to try to promote themselves. Yes. And then not actually about like, hey, let's communicate, let's work together. Let's, like the whole point was to, yes, we want to be this big, like kind of best friends, but also like, hey, work together, do shows together. And it's like, oh, we're all just going to try to chase clout. And, yeah, and, it's supposed to be about networking yeah. and friendship, right? But yeah. you know, I think the biggest like the the thing that sours me the most, and uh, you know, it's funny you brought it up. I didn't, I didn't know you were going to bring the the old Discord thing up, but I think what sours me the most it was kind of the aftermath, you know, and that's kind of what made me kind of mm-hmm. not even want to go back to the kind of funny subreddit, or you know, I go, I still yeah. am there, but I don't go on it much. Is like, right? There's so many people. Even in the kind of funny community, which maybe it's another reason why I took a step away from kind of funny a lot, is that no, so many people had no idea what we were doing in that Discord and just made assumptions that we were trying to be something we weren't. And yeah. it 
it felt like people throwing everyone under the bus, throwing all these different that's people who... under the bus, throwing our entire operation under the bus. And yeah, it, it sucked, was, it, it soured me a lot. Yeah. It, it just, sometimes like we kind of rush to like get out of something and you're trying to make it, it was never about what they ended up making about. And it sucked that that's, that was the lasting thing that everybody remembers that for. And it's like, nobody was trying to forget anyone, you know, make it about something like, uh, you know, a race issue or whatever, you know? And then like, that's what the representation it. issue. That yeah, representation issue. It like that's yeah. the thing they couldn't accept that. It was like, yo, we made a, we made a mistake. Like, let's go. That's the thing. That's that whole, the whole, that's the one thing that sometimes I, I hate about the cancel culture. Yes. There are people that should be, canceled there should be people that there are people that did terrible things that should be like we don't talk about them anymore whatever but the whole like let's jump on everyone for anything is just so terrible because if this was 10 years ago you say i'm sorry we made a mistake we're gonna try again the thing lives on right and it could still be a thing and it sucks because like i kept seeing that and i kept saying dude this could be something huge right and it made me sad. Um, but sorry, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like, I kind of brought it up just because I was just trying to, no, I like get your perspective on it because it, and it, I, I love that thing. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I love the idea. And I still, like I said, I still think that there is a way to make that work. Yeah. Uh, I think we would all have to kind of like as the, I guess just the different groups, right? Cause I'm part of like the carpool, uh, there's some other, like, all these ones that are out now, I guess, like Trophy Room, uh, Expansion Pass, and all all those guys, too, everybody would have to kind of just decide, like, hey, let's all sort of join forces. And I don't know if they would ever do that again, which sucks. But um, it, though, all those guys are great, though. Um, oh, and I, I don't well. really hold and ill like, with Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, but going, looking at, I guess now compared to like when you're growing up like what is that thing that has kind of like made i guess still play games like what is that thing that like stands out to you about like gaming today okay this is why i play games i love this that's a fast um i would say i i, I like all different aspects of gaming like i right i i do look for a good narrative but i don't necessarily always need a great narrative like we talked about bloodborne i think bloodborne does have a good narrative but it is a little more subdued and you know you kind of have to piece things together yourself. But I'm also there for Bloodborne for its gameplay. Like, it's top tier, mm -hmm. some of the best ever. So it's like, uh, there there are a few aspects there, um, but I, I think it's a, just more of a fascinating medium in general because it, it encapsulates everything. There are cinematics like movies. There is reading like books. There's gameplay that other mediums you can't do. You're interacting right. with this thing, right? Like, this is an interactive you know, story or an interactive toy, unlike anything else. And I think it just constantly fascinates me, all the different games we get and um, how, it, how, I don't know, gaming's just exploding and it's it's really cool to see. I, yeah, yeah, I love, I love that. I love the fact that we have so many different kinds of games. There are subgenres of, literally there's, if you want, uh, old doom style shooter there are games for that there oh, are games for like yeah. anything that you want there's a list that you can go down and that's that to me is amazing that you know growing up we're like okay this is what gaming is i don't know that you're gonna get 
um, when when it starts to go online and you're playing with other people you don't know and like okay this is this is kind of cool like the Wii takes it to a different level where it's like you get everybody playing and, but now it's like this is this is like movies this is like music there's a game for everyone right and that's that's so cool that you can literally say like you could talk about games with almost anyone and somebody's played something right whereas like growing up it's like oh don't go near that guy that's all he did you know like (laughs) uh like there's you had your little subset of people that like okay y'all whatever like now it's it's not um i guess maybe to the comic book level or um maybe like everybody watches this one movie or tv show whatever but it's getting to that point where somebody plays a game on a phone or somebody plays anything and like, Hey, yeah, I've heard of that. Right. And that's, that's what's awesome. Like, and that's, again, I forgot to bring this up, but one of the biggest thing Xbox wanted was to get King. Right. And True. now you they're in mobile. mobile. I don't really play mobile games that much. Like me, the most I've played a mobile game is me playing ever crisis because of the beta thing. I played like, yeah. Around like original, like iTunes or, you know, like the app store days. Like, yeah, I can go on a diatribe about mobile and like mobile gaming, I think has really put a strain on the industry. I think it's yeah. one of the most between mobile and kind of free to play in general, I think have been very detrimental. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it's negatively affected um, so many aspects, um, especially monetization. I think even just how you play games like with timers and like, I just think that they're just very weird. Yeah, even gambling like things. I, I go through it. Yeah, the the gotcha stuff. You yeah, know, it's uh, Genshin Impact. It's gross. And, yeah, it's all. It's it's absolutely insane to me sometimes that like they really got people with this because it's still happening. There's still new games coming out. People are still getting grabs. Well, like Hawkeye Star Rail came out, and like there was a gazillion downloads and uh, things that console games wish they could have, but because mobile is just so accessible, right? But I, that's what I do appreciate about the cloud. I can be in a doctor's office with my daughter. I can pull out my phone. I can play a Game Pass thing for, you know, the whole, the hour that I'm there. And I may not touch my phone again when it comes to gaming, but I do appreciate that it is available, right? The nice thing about um, xCloud there, though, is yeah. then, you, you know, you, you're, you're playing on your phone, you, you know, yeah. at, at the office, whatever, or at the, the, the doctor's office, and you come home, you have your save, boom, you pop on your console. Keep playing, and you exactly. just keep playing, you have your same save. Keep playing. So, so, like, that's what they want for you, right? Th- that's, uh, that, that is nice about modern gaming. Like, there's just a, the cloud thing, your save is there, you can take it wherever you want. Uh, same thing with PS Plus with the remote plays. So, um, yeah, I just love the fact that, like, aiming, gaming is just, like, they, yeah, I love to see that keep growing. <clears throat> I do like Microsoft's vision in that way. Play, go to where the people are. Don't try to make everybody freaking buy a box. Look, uh, I'm not, there are, there are kids growing up that play games, but I bet you most people will tell you that the kids still want to play the game on the phone. Or their iPad. On the, on the <laughs> iPad, exactly. They're not grabbing the controller and playing on the console. That's just, that's the thing that, you know, us, uh, like Millennial was, probably about like that's that's the peak right like that's where they're saying like that the console that's why everybody's always talked about okay the console has got a life that since what like the ps3 they've been saying okay this is the last one it keeps selling it keeps it keeps selling it keeps selling crazy numbers but which one's the one that's selling more crazy numbers the switch because you can take it 
anywhere. Because I think it's yeah. the handheld side of Nintendo. It's not the handheld. The exactly. side. It is the handheld side. Yeah. It's that it they, they were like, well, we're dying on the console side. We need to get that handheld audience and put them together because we're right. We because when company. their consoles, I mean, the Wii sold, but the Wii was because it was so everything special. else has been down. Overnight. But what did sell the the 3ds, the DS, yep. right? Because you yep. could take it wherever Game you point. want, and that's the thing. Like uh, Sony's doing that uh, Project Q thing, and we talked about the keynote not being if that thing is more than one hundred fifty dollars, that thing is bad. Because then it becomes, who's spending two hundred dollars when you already have to have the PS Five to play it? I think a like hundred is pushing it. To yeah, it, it, to, yeah, exactly. To me, when you take it out of the hundred, which it, they're going to charge me because the fact that it does 1080p and it's a screen and it can, it's already it, a niche product though. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, who is this for? I don't know. Like nobody, somebody that like, there are people like that. That that's me. I have to do a lot of things remote play. Because uh, family wants to watch a TV or kid wants to, you know, do something with the TV. So I'm, uh, when, you know, Greg Miller's sitting there talking about how much he loves remote play, that's me too. But if you're going to tell me that thing costs $200, I'm not, I'm not buying that, you know, like, but that's the reason why the steam deck exists now. The rock ally exists because people want to play, not sitting in front of the TV and not, and not in front of, in front of the computer. They want to play sitting on the couch, whatever, doing things. So, um, that's also like an amazing thing we're seeing. Like, let's make gaming even more accessible for more people, more people playing games. The whole thing explodes even more. I mean, eventually it's going to be more, but let's enjoy what it is <laughs> right now, I guess. Um, and that being said, is there anything you want to say about like what you've been playing? Ooh, uh, um, I think last week, uh, I finally beat Zelda. Um, it, it took a long time for yeah. my busy schedule. Um, but yeah, it, uh, <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah. Think, when you think the game ends, there's another bit to it. And I'm like, oh, uh, no. No, I thought this was the end of the game. How are you going to give me another like sixth of the game? I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying this game so much. It's an all time great. But like, okay, I think it's a, I think it's time to end the game. And then, yeah, it wasn't too long, but yeah, uh, that is ending it, sequence better than Breath of the Wild for you. Yes. Okay. I think in every way. I think the only way that it is not better than Breath of the Wild is kind of the 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 newness and the new factor. Uh, okay. Like it being like, oh, it's the first to open the world. It's the first to kind of be allow you to do whatever you want. It's the first to fly uh, uh, to to climb everything. Um, I think without that new factor the Breath of the Wild had uh, and changing the game, I think everything else, Tears of the Kingdom is better. I think the story is better. Um, I think the the tools that you get are much better. They're more fun. I, the only one I miss is that stasis thing where you like, can hit an item for uh, yeah. Breath of the Wild where you hit that thing and it just flies. I always love the stasis. But... So that I guess that was going to be my next question. As somebody that I wasn't the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild because I'm like one of those people that I need a little bit of direction. I don't like the whole drop me in a world and like do whatever thing. And I kind of just felt lost a lot. And then I wasn't like, I love the 2D Zeldas, but like 3D Zeldas weren't always like something that I gravitated towards. So um, I get, I don't know. I've never sat there and just like, okay, I don't care. I'm going to try to do this, like dedicate myself. I probably could have. Do you think that Tears of the Kingdom maybe solved some of that? Or no, it's the same. No, okay. no. 
they want you to play at your own pace. And if you don't like that, like that's just, I don't think they're really going to be for you. Like they, they want you to kind of, you know, get shrines at your own pace. Like, you know, I played this game very similar to Breath of the Wild, where my goal was I am going to unlock the map. I'm going to get every tower and then along the way, get the shrines. Right. And then I'm going to evaluate and see what I need to do. Cause then, you know, it's in Breath of the Wild, you got the four, um, Divine beasts that you need to go tackle. Um, this kind of has something similar. We have the four different sections to go tackle uh, that are on the map. Uh, so I did play that similarly. Um, if, if that's not really how you like to play with, you know, allowing yourself a little bit of guidance, they do guide you with some things and quests. But, um, yeah, I don't think it really varies that, at least with guidance. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm glad to hear that you, like, loved it. and you know, It's awesome. Uh, anything else aside from Zelda? Yeah, so I, you know, I beat that and I've put maybe six hours or so into Final Fantasy sixteen. I don't really do want to say too much where I am without spoiling. I don't know if I can. I don't think it's really a, I mean, everybody knows which ones are the icons. Okay, I have fought Gar- the Garuda icon. Okay, so you're there. That's basically the end of the demo, sort of. Okay. Like, okay, so well, you fought the hours? icon, you, 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 so you beat Benedicta, like herself, which is yes. the end of the demo. Uh, I fought. I fought the. I and then the icon. you fought like her as the icon. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I yes. know where you are. You're, I've you're done both those pretty early. Uh, I um, went to. I think it's Martha's Rest. Is that the name okay, of that yeah. area? I did. I, I. I'm past kind of that little bit. Okay. Okay. So you're um, still pretty early on. Yeah. Uh, definitely the quest, the side quest there, or not? Uh, no. Not anything to write home about at all. It's like they get better. They get better. The thing is, like, it's again. You get this is where you get the whole. You know who made it because it's very much like an MMO. It's built on the quest start very okay. They don't vary from the the three things that you see in most RPGs: the fresh, the fest quest, the go fight this monster or go save these people or whatever. It's the fact that there's like narrative that like they build on each other. So like, oh, you did this person's quest. Well, later he remembers that you did that, and you're gonna do something else for him later right it's stuff like that it's like does that move you enough to want to keep doing them that's that's how they actually are good it's the narrative part i wouldn't say that whatever you do those quests is you know whatever but so i don't know how you are with with that kind of thing about uh narrative with side quests if that doesn't motivate you i don't know that doing that is ever like you're not going to feel the need to but the problem is you might want to go use a guide at some point because there are story bits if you end up liking some of the because you don't have a party in this uh, the, yeah. the characters that are sort of in your party they are fleshed out through uh side quests. Okay, is it so, more like loyalty missions or you're just kind of doing something for? Them? It's it has like a little bit of a branch, so you're doing something, then doing something else, then eventually it goes back to that character and then they have a conversation with you and you learn things about them that you don't get in the main story right or because you've experienced the main story within that to that point it's like it gives you like a aha moment or like oh this is why i love this kind of moment so it is it yeah i would kind of go seek those out but maybe not do like the oh go for feeding go giving somebody food (laughs) like yeah you know (laughs) Um, Connor from my 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 podcast, um, he told me to do one 
side quest in particular, which mm-hmm. I don't know where it is, and it, like I don't think I've got it yet. Or seen I, it. I, the I, I listened to that episode. It's that okay. was the Chocobo one. Definitely, you got to do the Chocobo one. Yeah, because have I gotten there yet? You're no, I think that's further on. But okay. I would go look up the name of the quest. Okay. So when you do see it, because you know you can do the whole uh, before you go to each little node that pops up with this, you can tell what quest is it. Okay. I would go find the name of it and then make sure you do it because you're eventually going to get tired of running with Clive. Uh, having the Chocobo helps you get across the map. Uh, so even though he does that thing where he speed runs eventually, you keep pressing the It takes the a button. second, though. Yeah, just it takes like 10 button. seconds. Like, I don't know why they didn't just put a sprint button, like you said. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it's like, oh, we have to watch him walk for like 10 seconds. Then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, he just goes. I'm like, uh, what? No, but still, the Chocobo is still faster because the Chocobo actually has... Okay. So, like, um, and you'll know when you get to something important because the Chocobo will stop running. Like, they make, you have to get off the Chocobo. So, okay. uh, you know, you can fight the, you can actually fight the the little small enemies with the Chocobo. You can actually, like, kick at them with the Chocobo and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. funny. <laughs> um, but, like, when you get to, like, something that's actually important, it'll make you get off the Chocobo that you got to the, whatever. Um, so... Yeah, there's some. I think he mentioned the one with the girl, the little girl. He did. Uh, I don't know if he. Yeah. Did he say I should do that one? I don't remember. That one so. you should do because it kind of really gives you some perspective on that story that they're trying to tell with the whole the, the slavery or whatever. Oh, okay. Um. So like, yeah, definitely, I would. And that's the thing too. Like, that's the problem with the side quests, right? Is that eventually it becomes a Final Fantasy game. And the side quests kind of are the things that keep telling that story of that. So if that theme, um, which I think that's like, I don't know how far some of these people that commented, which look, um, I think they're Ash, Parrish, and uh, they're both fantastic writers. I actually love them. I think they do great uh, pieces on things. I wonder how did they do all the side quests? Like, was that just not enough for them? But like, I get it in a way, like, you want that to kind of continue on in the main quest, but it you do keep getting that knocked on your head about the whole bear thing compared to other people and whatever. So like, I don't, I don't totally agree with the whole, Oh, they just forgot that halfway through. No, so it far, just hurt. Yeah. I'm not sure what you're necessarily referring to. Um, I'm trying to be vague. So that, okay, okay. You know, I'm not spoiling um, stuff for you. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, outside of the game. I'm not oh, sure okay. the writers that you were referring to too much. They're but, basically referring to the um, whole point of saying that, like, oh, you're trying to tell this this big old theme about slavery. But then- I mean, they've been beating it over my head so far. Yeah. So, like, I, that's where I disagree because it does continue. It is even the main quest because eventually it needs to become a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. So, like, you know, eventually the game has to get bigger, has to get grander. It's a you it's gotta fight RPG. God. <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna fight God. So, you always do at the end of every yeah, RPG. Exactly. So like that's the point is that you're not gonna keep focusing on this thing that doesn't really have to do with that uh part of it because this is also Clive's story of the day and like that, even though Clive is he gets marked or whatever, he's not necessarily a bearer. So um yeah, I I don't know uh, what do you think about the game? Uh, I think it's pretty great so far. Um, yeah. I think the combat is is very fun. Um, it, it it hasn't really. I think I just need maybe more abilities and stuff. Um, it's definitely not like Devil May Cry Five. I know this is the same combat director, 
Yeah. Um, I think Devil May Cry 5, you know, is pretty good right off the jump. I think I definitely, it, it took a little bit for where I am to like really get it going. Like I'm starting to see where it's going to go with more switching with the icon powers. Yeah. Having the wind one now, I can kind of see, oh, do some of Ifrit's, or not Ifrit, what's the, the, the Phoenix powers or whatever. Oh, yeah, and Phoenix, then, okay. And then, you know, and then switching immediately to the to, to the Garuda's powers and then, you know, kind of interchanging these abilities. Like, I could see where that's going to go in the future. So um, right now, I think it, or at least it started a little slow, but I'm, I'm starting to. Yeah, that's that's it. my one issue that I had with the combat is that it takes a little bit too long to get going, like where it feels really fun, right? Because you max out the amount of uh, icons you have, and you can just keep switching through them and stuff. How many do you get? Or at least switchable really quickly. Three. So okay. The problem is like where you are. It takes a bit to get to the next. One. Okay. So you're going to have to kind of deal with the ones you got for a while. Once you get to that guy, then you start getting them a bit more frequently. Okay. Right? Um, well, I think you get one before him, but it takes a while. So gotcha. um, that was my only problem. And I think there was somebody that talked about it. They'll mention that uh, the one summon from Final Fantasy that's not in this game, uh, they do mention him a couple of times as Leviathan. So okay. the water one. So I wonder if he was supposed to be there in between the part where there's a long section where you don't get another icon to kind of break that up. And they just didn't have time, uh, hmm. which also makes sense. I mean, there's always cut easy. stuff. So it could yeah, be. Uh, they're also making people think that that's also DLC. Well, I guess we'll I mean, see. They said, they, said they said no DLC. Fifteen has like seven yeah. DLCs. As long as they don't do fifteens, because that is still a travesty to me. Like, I loved all those little side stories, and I hate the fact that we didn't get it till the end. That's how they were gonna. That's how we were gonna actually get the ending of the game. Was go through the rest of the damn side. We didn't get Luna's, uh, which that's what I was right? waiting on. Yeah, like Nox didn't get. That's how they were gonna end the game. Was you're gonna get Luna, and then you're gonna get one for Nox, and then that's that ends it. And it's like, dude, Luna needed that because she is so underdeveloped in the entire game and i still it sucks. like 15. i never yeah. actually played no. any of those but i i, I do like I, li I like 15 too and i played it with the original chapter me 13 too? that sucked right like yeah, so um like uh and i watched the the movie and the anime i've and seen which I've which, seen which those are yeah. great honestly but that it's kind of sad that they had to tell the story like you wouldn't know Jack about the characters if you didn't watch the anime. So it's like, you know, I, I get that there's probably not enough time for you to put that in the game, but it sucks that, like, they made you have to do all this other stuff to get this story. And if you don't get the, like, special edition that has the movie in it, you have no idea that there's a movie. So, yeah, they just, um, which the movie's cool, because I love the fact that it ends basically at the beginning of the game. But... Yeah, it's just I I hate the fact that they they went this like multimedia route, and then kind of forgot that yo we need to tell the story. And that was kind of that era though. Yeah, yeah, they also had the development hell with that game, so yes. and it got to a point where they just had to be like, okay, we're gonna put this out. But yeah, um, well, I'm glad to hear you're liking it. Yeah, uh, it's at least very fun. Very fun. Uh, I, I like I'm more excited for seven uh, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, but right, like I. I 
like I, I need to see where this combat systems team goes. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like I adore Final Fantasy VII Remake's combat system. Oh, I love that. And too. I can't yeah. wait to see what it's going to be like in Rebirth. And right now, like I, I just think that that should just be Final Fantasy. Period. Uh, you know, I I will say that I agree with you there. I just don't want them to get. I love the fact that Final Fantasy changed. Oh, for sure. Right? So for like, sure. I don't have a problem with them making it because. I played all of them. I appreciate, like, we got past the Super Nintendo. Well, we got past the PS1, PS2 era, and they really did try to start changing the combat. I get it why they really couldn't before. But, like, even then, they had system different, right? Like, 8, to me, is still, it's annoying the fact that you have the junction system and all that stuff. But, um, you know, that that's the thing is, like, I love the fact that Final Fantasy VII Remake decided to go the route that they did. Uh, with that kind of dual, it's going to be weird to like go back to that now after 16 went full action. So like, I'm thinking about just putting seven remake in and replaying that a little bit just to kind of like reach myself on like, feel for it. Yeah. because the, the full action combat, there was times where I kind of wanted that. Like, okay, I just want him to freaking just slash him a bunch of times, like Kingdom Hearts and you know, Oh, I had to press the menu to do it. But then, you know, you remember it's still Final Fantasy seven. So. Either way, yeah, I'm excited for Rebirth as well, just because you know I mean, nine is oh. actually my favorite one. Okay, but I do want to play nine. I yeah, I would definitely tell you to play nine, just because it is a loving ode to what Final Fantasy used to be, but then also still has the PS1 Final Fantasy stuff in it as well. So, um, and then it has the total like Final Fantasy shit where like stuff goes crazy. Yeah, and I love that. You know, I love those characters as well. So, um, yeah, I want to play four, five, six, yeah. eight, nine, ten. As the oh. So okay. Oh, so you're like Tucker. You got you got a few that you gotta. Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. It, I definitely want to hear y'all's thoughts when y'all y'all get to um, if y'all if y'all do or whatever. It would, like, it's, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting to see like Tucker going through that now, like him deciding that he go back and play all that. Yep, so sixteen did to him. Yeah, it's see that's what I'm saying. That's what I said about Village. Like it's cool that you get that game that makes you want to go back yeah. and like, oh, let me explore this. Um. But yeah, it's it's cool that you are enjoying it. I'm pretty much at the end. I'm just okay. Uh, side quest smorgasbord that they plop on you at the end there. So I'm trying to go through all that, and then I'm gonna fight the boss to get to the ending. Um, I've really enjoyed the story. I don't. Uh, could they have done better with some of the characters? Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm not gonna disagree with a lot of people's sentiments there. Um, I love the combat. I thought the combat been great. It stays great throughout. Um, does it ever get super difficult? No. Um, but I think that that's fine. You gotta remember this is still a Final Fantasy game, and they didn't want it to be. You have a I can't remember the. You have the Strangers of Paradise if you want a little bit harder Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Yeah, like you have that if you want sort of a bit more difficult combat system with a Final Fantasy. This is still like the mainline entry. Um, I think this is cool for like, a, oh, they could use this combat system again in another Final Fantasy. And maybe they amp up the difficulty there or something. But I do I think that they probably shouldn't have gated the hard mode or whatever? Probably not. But that's, you know, that's that's your, I guess if you don't want to get through the story because it's too easy for you, whatever, I can kind of understand that. But overall, options is always yeah. Good. Giving people options is always to whether me, that's want... both easy and hard. Give people yeah. options. Uh, I don't understand the it. point of gating it behind. Yeah, like, Kingdom Hearts does the same thing, and I'm just I kind mean, of like, why? 
Yeah, <laughs> Devil May Cry Five is the same. Yeah, it's well, but I mean, I get people saying like, "Well, Devil May Cry Five is like 15 hours. This game's like at least very 40. true." So, yeah, you know, like this, but I do think that the story holds up. Like the the icon fights are freaking amazing. They get even more amazing to go on. Oh, I'm sure. So, um, like that's the that's the thing. If you're not if you wanted this turn-based combat that makes you think strategically all the time and uh, all that, whatever, I can totally understand people that are mad about that. Uh, the one thing that's showing for me is the element stuff. The element stuff, it took me a while to not get bothered by the fact that I'm fighting one of those bombs and I'm using the Phoenix power, which is all fire, and it's doing damage and not, like, getting huge and about to kill me. Um it was just drawing from being a Final Fantasy fan of like, I don't know why that would have been difficult for them. Like still have the elemental stuff and still allow you to, if you're not going to have us actually have MP for the magic, like, I don't know why, if you have the icons have different elements, why that didn't come into play, because that's kind of important in a way. Maybe there's just too many of them. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that was my only thing that kind of bothered me. Uh, Aside from the 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 equipment stuff, kind of doesn't really uh, it doesn't really evolve much. So it um, I'm sure you've heard people talk about like it's light on RPG elements. Yeah, so like oh, a lot of the RPG stuff is kind of very small. It's very like barely there because they had to include some of that stuff, which I understand. So I do agree with that sentiment of maybe pick a side. Like, either do a little bit more with the RPG stuff or just say, look, this is not in the game, but it's still the Final Fantasy game because it has all this other stuff in it. So that I do kind of agree there with some of that. But as somebody that put 90 hours in Octopath Traveler 2, it was also kind of refreshing that I didn't need to know, didn't need to have, like, five different kinds of armor on and all this other stuff, too. You know? So yeah. um, there is that kind of trade-off with that. They kind of just like streamlined it and said, look, just play this game. Enjoy it. And I appreciate that, too. So um, hopefully you keep enjoying it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm going all the way to the game. Like I got there's nothing really new coming out. I don't yeah. I think right now. So I got. Yeah. Unless you're a Pikmin for, for me. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the next thing. So that's that's I have a little ways. Yeah. I, oh, no, wait. I to... No, Armored Core. I, I kind of want to play yeah. Armored Core. I forgot about that. So I got about. I'm kind of interested a little bit too. I'm not. I've not really played that much of the other Armored Core games. I haven't either. It's just uh, I, I, I'm a From Boy now. From Software Boy now. So it's like I got to play okay. From Software now. <laughs> you know. No, that's that's good. Like support the the devs that you like. You know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, um. I only the other thing I'll mention just because I already mentioned it a little bit. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because we still got to do the big topic and we've already been in here for two hours. Um, is uh, the Ever Crisis beta is happening right now? I think it's for the rest of the month. I'm not totally sure. So you know, there's going to be people that are interested because it it does kind of have the whole compilation of Final Fantasy VII uh, in it, but it's also a mobile game. So so. I'm uh, not <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also it's also a gotcha mobile game. So yeah. um what I will say is it looks like what they did is the story parts of Final Fantasy Seven are sectioned off from the gotcha stuff. So like you can play now uh the beta for Final Fantasy Seven, it stops at the once you 
beat Reno in the church. Uh, so you don't get to do the whole game in, in this beta, but you get to do a good enough part of it that you can kind of get the. Uh, I do think that like if you the thing is it's weird. It's like I don't know if this is for people that haven't played Final Fantasy VII because you're basically getting bite-sized portions of the most important stuff, right? You're not having to walk around at all trying to find anything. You're basically getting every single important story part and then some side side thingies in little chunks. And so you do get to walk around when you do the Mako reactor stuff, but you're not like going through the entire Mako reactor. Okay. You don't have to go all the way back for the timer part. It just just goes, right? Um, it like it's real streamlined. <laughs> it kind of like yeah, it's really streamlined. And I I thought the gameplay is actually kind of decent, but the problem is like if you ever turn on auto battle, once you turn on the auto battle, you're not doing it yourself. <laughs> you just the auto, the auto battle is actually pretty decent. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it actually does have like a thing where you switch between stances so that when the thing does its big attack, you switch the defensive stance so it doesn't hit you as hard. You can die. I've died because I didn't pay attention to the fact that. I had to cure Barrett or whatever. Um, Cause you know, if you, if like, let's say when you start clouds of them, they can do cure, you can customize the, so that's another thing too. Like a lot of this stuff's customizable. So you can customize each character and give them materia and enhance their weapons and do all that stuff that you would do in the RPG. But that stuff's also tied to the gotcha. So like you're rolling for the weapons and you can get like, you know, legendary or um, whatever, rare or, you know, and then you can then use those same like gold or or the draw stuff that you have to then enhance it to a certain level, which makes it to where uh, they're more powerful. Because when you go into each little section of the story, it'll have like a party power level that you and the power level is determined by the weapons you have equipped, material level and all that stuff. So. You do gain levels, you do gain experience, they level up by themselves, but where you actually, where it goes into the gotcha system, you have to upgrade the weapons, you have to upgrade the material. Uh, so that's the thing that, like, they're being very nice to you in this beta because they want you to experience the whole game, but I bet when they take all that stuff off and you play the game again, they're not going to be as nice because they're going to want you to buy stuff. Yeah, they got to make money. Right? How about the money? Um, you do also get a big chunk of Crisis Core, which that one okay. is not that interesting to me because I just played Crisis Core yeah. in full in December, January. So, like, playing that again, where that game is pretty much, they look, so basically the, in battle, the characters all look like they were in Crisis Core. Cool. They don't look as good as Remake, but they good, they look basically like as if Tifa, Cloud, and Barrett were in Crisis Core. I mean, that that's seems still, good enough. Yeah, that's still Rogue. really good. That's yeah. still really good for... And they stylize the, the character portraits a little bit. Uh, so they don't look exactly like the blocky versions of... They're, like, cleaned up a bit. They look nicer, like, more animated or whatever. Um, it's still text or whatever. but And they do have some voiceovers uh, stuff for the battles. I don't know if they're going to end up having English voice. This is all Japanese. Um, so, and then they also have the, the third part of the beta is that first soldier thing that's, you know, Square Enix killed because, uh, didn't do well. 
So I never played that game at all. So I don't know how that's going to go when I get to that point. But playing through the Final Fantasy VII stuff was fun, uh, at least. Which, you know, I actually I have never... I always get to a certain point of Final Fantasy VII, and then I drop off because other games happen. I think the farthest I've ever gotten is to that, you know, the scene that everybody knows about that I don't want to talk about. Um, of course. Spoilers. And I a little bit beyond that, I think. And then that's, I think, the farthest I've ever gotten. I never actually beat it. One of these times, I'm going to do it. I know. I f- or maybe I'm just going to experience it in a reboot, whatever. I don't know. But so is um, Dirge of Cerberus in this? That's going to probably be in it. Okay. But remember, they're like basically like every month they're going to be adding Final okay. Fantasy VII original Crisis Core stuff. So I think once they get past all of that, or I don't know if they're going to have a separate team just be adding Dirge of stuff at the same time. I don't know how that's going to work. I think it probably all is going to depend on how much money they make off of this. Which, sure. considering how much they make off of what is it, Brave Exvius and all the other ones that are there, this thing's going to make bank because it's Final Fantasy VII and it actually looks really good too. So, I'll be very surprised if they tell us that they're disappointed in the numbers or if they do almost everything else. I um, mean, it's square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe not be surprised. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've kind of been playing. I've been trying to like get through 16 so I can review it and kind of move on to the next thing. Uh, but that kind of brings me up to what we're doing here because it's the end of June. We're six months over in July. Um, you know, everybody's kind of doing their best games of the year so far. Kind of. And well, cause you know, you got the, everybody has their game of the year awards. Uh, you know, Jeff Keighley has his big old game. Uh, we're all kind of keeping tabs to that stuff. So it's kind of interesting to kind of look at the midway point, what you think are like the top games that you would put on your list for game of the year. um and then we'll kind of talk about some games that you haven't played yet maybe that you, you still want to play and then i guess some games uh before that year is done so like what is your i guess top five uh that's game order no 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 it doesn't have to be in okay order. okay in order. Uh, I, I brought my my notepad um so this is my notebook here that since i think it was 2017 i've written oh. down every single game that i've beaten Wow. So it has to be beaten. So any like Overwatch, anything multiplayer, I don't beat. So okay. this year has been very light. Like I've only beat, um I think about eleven games. Um which yeah, is so... not which is not to my level really normal. Okay. Um So are but... you saying that you, you have to beat the game to consider it a game of the year? Is that what no. No, okay. no, 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 no. I was just going because I had that listen. Okay. Um but I do want to say what to be into my consideration like this is uh, i bring this to us as the nerdic gods all the time and like i let it be a discussion because it's not just me but uh for me personally uh remaster remake is unacceptable on a top 10 list of of a certain year i don't i think it's it just it seems cheating so um i usually allow remake but not remaster that's fair. I mean, yeah. it is just me, but for me, it's like it's built off of something. I would rather be celebrating something new in the year. No, I can understand um, that, yeah. So Resident Evil 4 Remake and Dead Space, I'm not going to put on. Really, the the weird one, and I, I still haven't decided, is Like a Dragon Isha. It being first in the West, but it being out for That's different, though, because unless you port it, yeah, that's you where can't it really weird. play it. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, but... I'll start in order. That's kind of why I wanted this, so I could start in order. Um, okay. This game's going to be very high on my list by the end of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if it 
Still top five. It's number two for me probably right now, but it's Hi-Fi Rush. Um, it is super charming. Um, it is a Tango Gameworks game, uh, which they really do horror. And for it to be uh, a basically Saturday morning cartoon meets an anime <laughs> meets <laughs> Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world. Uh, it's a great game. Hack and slash game, rhythm game which is a very weird combo, but it works, and they make it work somehow. Uh, I feel like Hi-Fi Rush is going to be overlooked by the end of the year, and I'm going to be very disappointed when it's Yeah, so that's what sucks about your game coming out in January. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. for, you know, unless you're Elden Ring, where you talked about the entire year, uh, look what happens to Horizon, right? <laughs> um, but no, I agree with you. Hi-Fi Rush is on mine as well. As somebody that loves, uh, loves, loves, loves rhythm games, um and then you know you throw in action which is another one of my favorites and the fact that i don't have to be on the rhythm all the time i try but there's times where it just don't work um and then you bring in the story and the characters which are great and uh it has a cat which is cool and then no um, 808 shout out yeah, to 808 808 is uh awesome that's that's another thing that's awesome about 60 torgo is definitely the torgo is great too. um so yeah, Hi-Fi Rush for me was an absolute surprise, and I love the fact that it's a shadow drop game that nobody had a lot of, you know, nothing. You didn't know what to think about this game, and then it's absolute like awesome hit, and I'm so happy for Tango GameWorks that they were able to do something different, and it and it paid off. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the next one would be Ishin, like Dragon Ishin is going to be a weird one. I, I'm going to, okay. I'm not going to put that in this top five, but that that is that is kind of maybe number six if I were to do. Um, I guess my next one would be because I haven't really beaten that many. I guess I'll have to give it to Hogwarts Legacy. Probably, okay. it, it probably won't stay in my top ten. I would assume there's just a lot of games coming up. But um, yeah, I would say Hogwarts. Well, people like that game. Yeah, um, I think I, um, I think it promised a lot going in, and I think a lot of people assumed that it wouldn't make any of those promises. Being this big open world, allowing you to be any um any of the four uh, houses, um, you know, create a character. Like, what's the narrative going to be? You know, like, how do you have a story without the story that already existed and stuff, you know, being in the past? Like, but it, it, it does everything very well. It it allows you to explore Hogwarts really like you haven't before. And that's, any fan would really love that. Um, and it, it, the game is huge, too. Um, it's probably bigger than it needs to be. <laughs> they honestly could have got away with, really shrinking it let it be hogwarts maybe the town outside hogsmeade and maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit of forbidden forest and that's kind of it that's all it could have been but it is a huge game with a lot to do um they avalanche that avalanche team really uh impressed me i think the sequel to this game is probably gonna be really impressive yeah it's definitely lived up to the the sales numbers oh yeah yeah i mean it's the best-selling game right right this year i, I think, mean except for the previous call of duty yeah, exactly. It is right now. It's uh, Zelda's number two, and then Hogwarts is number one right now. So, I mean, yes, it's obviously selling because it's got Harry Potter in the name, but that game is is living up to what people wanted. Yes, there was people naysaying it for other things, but the fact that it be it went beyond those expectations. Yeah. Uh, the next game, uh, Star Wars Jedi. I have to get the title right because this is a. It's always a weird title. <laughs> Yeah. The name of the series is Star Wars Jedi. It's right. a Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I love the first game. Uh, and somehow, Je Survivor 
I think surpassed it. Like I think a lot of the relationships are better. I love Cal and, and Marin's relationship. Uh, Sear is great in the game. Um, uh, Grease is also uh, improved, I think. Um, they improved in the combat. I think they improved in exploration. I think it gets a little iffy when you start uh, exploring the open world planet. I actually kind of forget the name of that planet. What's the name of that planet? I don't remember. That bit, the main, whatever that main open planet is. Um, it gets a little weird. It's a little too big in that planet. I kind of liked the little more linear of the planets in the first game. Um, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I have two lightsabers. <sighs> um, so yeah, the, it, I was very excited. It was one of my most anticipated years. So it, it, it definitely landed it for me. Uh, did you play Star Wars? Uh, I still haven't played the first one. It's like, that's one of those. One. That's oh. one of those that, like, it, because of the whole, I have to keep moving along. I've like keep saying, "Okay, I'm gonna play this game," and something else comes out, and I don't. It's always the one that I'm like, "Okay, I'm done with whatever I need to do. I'm gonna go play this." So, yeah, just um, that's my problem with liking indies a lot too. Is that indies? There's indies. always an indie that comes yeah. out, and I'm just like. Ah, damn it! This thing hooked me, and now I can't go back and play the big game that I that I wanted to play. So for me, it's yeah. been the opposite because I am usually Mister Indie on my podcast. Yeah, Indies because of this year has just been you know they've all gone to the wayside, and that's oh sad. I feel I so, yeah I I'm with you on that. There's been so many big games that somebody brings up an indie, and I'm like I don't know I when I'm it. ever going to touch that because there's just like five other games I'm supposed to be playing instead of that. So yeah. Uh, and then the next one, obviously, we talked about uh, a little bit ago is uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Of okay. course. Yeah. That's, of course. I mean, that's probably my number one rank. Um, not much more. Than it's just yeah. incredible. And then I guess my number five then would be Street Fighter VI. Uh, okay. Obviously, it's not a game you could beat, so it's not on my list. Yeah. I guess you, I, did, I did all the arcade for every character, if that counts. Yeah. So I got credits for all those. But, got all um, the second costume. Uh, do you get a second? Do you get a costume for getting all the beating all the arcade? No, it, like I think if you defeat the like story mode or something with all of them. Uh, oh, like, that you, I, I yeah. think that's the other mode. Yeah. The uh, what is that one called? Um, the world. Yeah, the world tour mode. Yeah. World tour. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do world tour. I did like the arcade mode where you're like doing like five fights for every character. Oh, okay, okay. Um, very like Mortal Kombat going up the towers. It's kind of similar. Um. Yeah, Street Fighter Six is awesome. It plays great. It looks fantastic. The very graffiti art style that they went with yeah. is so visually. I love the soundtrack stunning. for that game too. The soundtrack is so yeah. cool. I'm a big hip hop fan. I love the hip hop vibe that it's got. Um, yeah, I'm a can. A Cammy is probably my go-to. Cammy and Ken. Those are probably my two. Favorites. Yeah, I know another person that's a big Ken. I mean, uh, yeah, and, I'm I'm glad that Capcom was able to come back with this after five was such a yeah. Uh, so that's one of the like, it's I'm weird with fighting games. Like I have certain fighting games that I've like always. I'm really good at Dead or Alive and SoCal, and then the other ones like not so much. But Street Fighter because it was the one that I played as a kid with my. Friend. I always have like a little bit of partiality to the characters, so it's like. I always wind up picking it up on sale, even if I don't play it that much. So I know I'm going to wind up playing. Um, but glad to hear it's good. Anything else you want to mention? Mm, I guess my honorable mention would be, yeah. Um, uh, what, what was it? I guess Ishin would be one of them. Okay. Uh, honorable mention. It, it was a game I really didn't talk too much about what, what you've been playing because it's been really on and off. Is I've been playing uh, Diablo 4 co-op. Okay. So it's just an on and off one. 
until I beat it, I, I don't really want to say, you know, how I feel yeah. too much. But right now, I'm having a great time. I'd say that's an honorable mention. Um, and here's a, an honorable mention that you probably haven't heard a lot of people talk about. And I love the first game. And this, there's a sequel that came out this year. Is I'm trying. I'm going to look at it because get the exact title. It's Coffee Talk Episode Two: Hibiscus and Butterfly. Mm. I love the first love game. The first I still got to play the second one. The second one yeah. is just as good. It's just as good. If you if you love it, it, there's just more drinks you can make, and it's a nice visual novel. More characters. Yeah. They have returning characters. Uh, it's just really great. Actually, that's uh, thank you for the wonderful segue. The first game I'm going to mention is probably the only indie game that I've really spent a lot of time with because I had to review it. Is another game made by the same studio, A Space for the Unbound, which is okay. uh, same same Toge Productions. It is freaking great. Um, I actually it, don't it's, I haven't played yeah, it. it's the story is is hard hitting. It's, uh, it'll make you get some feelings uh, for sure. Um, it really is about the story because the it's there's it's you know it's an adventure game puzzle uh you know people you have to know you you got to talk to this person and and uh there's a little bit of uh there's a little bit of uh, uh Ace Attorney stuff in there so you're like having to figure out the part where you gotta uh the oh. the puzzle is trying to figure out where you're supposed to stop the person from talking like it's um it's cool it's I I really loved it because it's just it's so unique like the way that they tell the story what it's about um like all the different themes in there is so well done so like i definitely would encourage you to like i would i would play this one okay um you know if you love coffee talk and coffee talk too they it's on that same par for me good okay yeah. that's a good recommendation then i i own the game i just have yeah. not uh, to get to it yeah i was i got to a point where i was like ah. and then uh i listened to this uh like uh the rock paper shotgun they ha they have an indie podcast um and they were talking about it for a while and they're like uh you know what they were at the same point like me they're like i don't know if i want to keep on this and then they push through and they're like oh my story and i'm just like okay i'm gonna do the same thing and then when i got to the end i was like oh okay okay i totally get it for that um high fry rush you mentioned that's that's one of mine um just love that game being a final fantasy fan and the fact that i absolutely love uh these games i have both a 3ds one so you're going to tell me that you're going to put Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line on the Switch, and I'm not going to play that freaking thing. I'm still hoping that they're going to add 16, because that's one thing that they nailed for 16. Do those games usually get DLC? They have a lot of DLC, actually. They, okay. they just put Chrono Trigger music in there. Oh, they, um, might. they might. So I'm hoping that they're going to keep, because that, that stuff was all laid out at the beginning, like all this other stuff, because that's been in the other 3DS games before, so they're not really adding... Other than like Near Automata and and some other ones, like a lot of the DLC that's in there is been in the other 3DS games, so it's not anything like totally new. So I'm hoping that you know because there's 14 music in there, I'm hoping that they add more 14 music from the other expansions because 14 music I don't play 14 because I don't have the time, but no no <laughs> no doubt that the music is awesome, and I'm hoping that they do add 16. I don't know how well it sold. I'm hoping it sold decently well, but yeah. So third rhythm for me, uh, it's got the best music, and the rhythm gameplay is actually pretty good. So totally, uh, totally one for me. And I would say that that's my honorable mention. I am going to mention Resident Evil Four Remake here because mm -hmm. I think it's great. It's 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 so good. It's, it's I didn't want to disparage yeah. those two games, but yeah, I mean they're both incredible. But yeah, I mean four. 
I had I never played the original, so playing it with the remake eyes, like it's it's absolutely fantastic. It continues my like, oh, I'm so glad that I got into this series now. <laughs> um, so Leon is so cool. Yeah, Leon is cool, and then um, yeah, I, just, I love the story too because of being uh, Latino. I like that it's set in kind of like you know Spanish speaking country, so that's cool for me too. And just yeah, it's Resident Evil Four. Uh, it will definitely probably be on our. Do you think it's going to high kick it to the Game Awards top six? I think it will. It will. I think it. De- I think it really depends on is Starfield awesome, and uh, I don't know when their cutoff is. That's the thing that like is it going to be like, in October? I think it's like the first week in November. Yeah. So like somewhere around there. I think it depends on like is that Super Mario Wonder game going to be absolutely amazing? Like, oh yeah, it's I think <laughs> I think that you're going to have to have some stuff that comes out later be like Forspoken, mm-hmm. where you thought it was going to be great and then it winds up not being so great. Uh, what if Keeley just ups it to ten games like it should be? I do. I do agree that there should be more. Yeah. Even though, yes, for the game of the year, every other one. Could be five or whatever, six. Yeah, I agree with you. Like it should be about honoring the best games, right? I feel like they don't get to do that enough because they have to like fix, put it into the certain number. And um, yeah, why did why was Stray there last year? It's not one of the top. And then also that too, like Stray is not. It's not a bad video game. Yeah, it's not great. Why is it in the top it's six? Fine. It, it, I don't know. It's capital where, F. Fine. That's it. <laughs> even at the time where they were doing the judging, you're gonna tell me that there wasn't another awesome game. I'm sure there was. I just can't. I can name fifteen better games. Yeah, last like year than that yeah. Game. It's just it's absolutely it was it was. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, look, I get it that that at some point somebody feels like we always got to have an Indian here, but there's years where vampire survivors. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that that's what blew my mind. Like, yeah. dude. Vampire Survivors wasn't in this in here, or but Stray just, was. <laughs> yeah, but Stray, for God's sake, that's like, the one on, you man. Uh, so, uh, uh, sorry. Um, my like one that I'm kind of, uh, I don't know if it's gonna wind up making it at the end. Oh, Cassette Beast is another one. It's another Ooh, like, one of the only other indies I've played so far. But yeah, it is one. totally, totally freaking. What if Pokemon actually evolved and did something really cool. a little bit different with the old Pokemon like game of look? Uh, and it has a story with the characters. Like the characters actually kind of matter, and it's not just about your journey with the doing the same thing you do in almost every Pokemon game. Like uh, I love the fusion stuff with the the monsters. I love that you can choose all these different side characters to be with, you know, to decide who you want to be your character with. Um, there's romancing in the game, which is so funny to see in like a oh, Pokemon kind of game. Cool. Like, um, I love the art style just because it's like, again, like what Pokemon, if it could evolve in that style, uh, the music is great. Like, there's a lot to love in that game. It's on Game Pass. I would go check it out. Um, for sure. And then of course, uh my top two right now, Final Fantasy Sixteen. Uh I'm not totally at the, I'm I'm gonna beat it, I think, tomorrow before I start working. And then uh I, I just I love the way that, that game is just a freaking character action game 
with Final Fantasy with some with an awesome freaking main character with a awesome dog, uh, some awesome fights that you do. Uh, freaking, I love that the summons are such a huge thing in this game. And then you know whoever I'm not spoiling it. Like the big bad, I think is also kind of cool. So. Yeah, man. I, I like that game a lot. Yeah, it has some faults, but it's not perfect. I don't think it's the next second coming of Christ. I said no like, game is perfect, though. Yeah. Except no, no, like, I just... Some of the hype for this, I feel like, is a little bit, you know, uh, too much. So, um, and Octopath Traveler 2 is an absolutely fantastic... Just is that number old, one right now? That's number one for me, because... But, like, it could eventually get replaced. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's going to come. But I'll Traveler 2. Like I said, JRPGs are my my first love. Um, and it's like just so much better than the first game. All of the characters have awesome... Yes, it takes a long time to get through. But damn, it's so worth it. I love the fact that the side quests are just like, hey, here's this. You kind of figure out where you need to go and find the other part of this that makes the side quests happen. And just like how they all had them actually come together is way better than the first game. They have more interaction. Uh, it feels like they're a party more than the first game. They don't completely, they're not completely a party still, right? Only in the battles, but they have more interactions outside of battle. They have that, like, I don't know if you've seen anything about the game, but they have some of that tales, like fireside chat kind of yes. thing sometimes. Um, they even have like some characters like uh, they have dual stories with some of the characters. Like it's just it's like they took everything in the first game and made it way better. And I love that because I really wanted to love Octopath Traveler one, and I just couldn't because it felt so dis. And all of the stories kind of felt like blah. Like okay, I've seen this a million times. Like each one of these characters has heart. Each one is a different kind of story. Like you have the revenge story from one character. You have like a detective story from a freaking priest. You have like, like there's just, it's just so cool. I love the fact of how it is. Um, I just want to give. It's a series I would like to try. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely, I want to give that studio props for like, they just nail it with every game. And I love that they took uh, everything that worked in Outbreak Traveler 1. And then just decided, okay, we're going to take the stuff that didn't work and then we're going to amp it up to what it could be. I don't know if they're going to make a three because I don't know how much, how well this sold or whatever. They said that that's not like necessarily a guarantee or whatever, but it sold better on Switch than PlayStation, which is interesting. I mean, it's a huge long game. I had to buy it on Switch because like, yo, I I have to play this like it's a go into the doctor's office game. It's a something that you play waiting for anything because that's when you're going to play it because this game is uh very long, you know. Uh it's like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 last year. Um, uh, that's a, another series I'd like to try. Oh, that also that DLC is freaking amazing. If yeah. you played all of the the game. That's an honorable mention. I don't I don't normally don't include DLC when it comes to the end of the year stuff. It's not really a game. Um but this one is like 25 hours. Oh, There's a lot okay. of stuff in here. It is an absolute, like, if you have played all the game, you will feel like you earned all of that time playing this DLC. And 
there's even like odes to some of the other games that are not technically connected to Xenoblade. Um, you know, because there's other Zeno games, right? Yeah. Uh, Gears so, and, right. And, yeah. you know, if they're going to think about remastering Zeno Gears, they definitely have a reason to. I think people will, will eat that up with the way Xenoblade has, has become such a huge, like, fan favorite now. Um, yeah, man. Like, if, if uh, anybody out there, again, like, didn't listen to it when I talked about it, listen to the podcast, uh, originally, like, go play that. If you have played the other games, it is so worth the money and everything else. It, it's so awesome. So, um, yeah, that's my like top one. Uh, as far as like stuff, I I kind of want to play. Uh, I played Ishin. It kind of didn't jive with me. I'm gonna try mm, to okay. go through more, but I'm also more excited for uh the Manny Race okay. kind of thing too. My boy, my boy, Kiri uh, coming back. So, yeah, because I love Seven, so I want to know what his part in that. Is it going to be kind of like Yuffie uh, with Final Fantasy Seven Remake? Where, Did you play Six? Uh, no, I didn't play. I only okay. played Zero and, like, some of Kiwami and then Seven. Okay. okay. So, like, I haven't played, like, all the games. Or so, should is there something, can I spoil a little bit of Six to kind of give you? I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, it goes kind of into the title of what the, like, oh, okay, the man yeah, who raised his name. Um, there's a reason why that is the name of the title. Like, this is an in-between game. In between, This is what Kiryu is doing uh, from in-between 6 and 7, and when you meet him back in 7. Um, there's a reason why in 7, when uh, he doesn't really tell you his name, um, he doesn't really go by Kiryu or anything like that. Like, yeah. it's because at the end of 6, he makes a deal to keep um, uh, Haruka kind of away from everything, he is supposed to be dead. So oh, he basically okay. kills his name and just goes away. So that's why in the trailer for Like a Dragon Guy, then he's kind of just sitting there at this temple or whatever he's in. He's supposed to kind of just be. So oh, whatever in this game is going yeah, to be is going sense. to spark Ki- my boy Kiryu. Um, and uh, we don't know what that is. Okay. And I'll definitely have to watch, like, a, I guess, like, story video or whatever to play this. Yeah, a little wrap-up, yeah. But, like, I'm kind of thinking that maybe this is going to be like Final Fantasy VII with Yuffie. You're going to have stuff playing out with Kiryu, and then you're going to see Ichiban in the party at various points. I don't think also, so. But I think it's going to be just him. Oh, you yeah, think I it's do. just going to be him? Yeah, because I think that this is going to be in a different area. My okay. question would be, is anyone else from his crew going to show up? And not necessarily Ichiban's. Like, it's yeah. Majima and Saijima. Uh, are well, I would think so, because Majima Daigal shows up in... Up. Yeah, he is in 7. Yeah, so... So I is Saijima. Daigao's there, yeah. too. Yeah, I wonder if any of those those three guys are going to show Because, like, yeah. in the trailer, there's none of them. It's just Kiryu. Oh, but that's the best part, is, like, surprises when they do show up. Oh, yeah. Know, even if it's, like, in a silly cyclist or whatever. <laughs> Which, that's what I, uh, something I love about that series, is how serious but yet unserious it takes the side it's like the main story is super serious super, yeah super serious and then Everything you have else? the stupidest fucking side <laughs> quest it's like come on okay. and then the the freaking mini game that they had in seven with the 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 the, the business thing yes. i got addicted to that like, yes <laughs> that was so it's good. a crazy mini game and it's you could uh, completely break the game with it because you make so much money it matters yeah um but yeah, like, so I'm hoping that that the uh, Man of uh, is is going to be 
awesome. One that I love the demo that I don't know if I'll buy it, but actually Bayonetta Origins is actually I keep forgetting underrated. Uh, I really like the like it's different. It's um it plays kind of like I don't know if you've ever played uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Oh yeah, great game. Where you use one thumbstick to control uh, Cereza, and then the other one controls the little uh, monster guy. And then you solve the puzzles that way. Like, oh, if she can't go any further, you got to figure out what you have to do with the monster to to get, you know, to the next point. And then how they can play with each other when you get to the boss battles is really fun. So that's one I got on my radar to see if I can uh, go back and play uh, before the year is up. And then I've heard so much about Dredge as well that I want to kind of check that out. I'm hoping it like maybe will come to Game Pass. It seems like a cool game. Yeah, like survival horror fishing. I'm yeah, so down really. for that. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I'm surprised you uh, you haven't played Wulong. If you, ha- uh, I know there was yeah. some. I forget what I was playing at the time. Uh, it might have been Ishin. Oh, okay, yeah, because that came uh, out like a couple weeks before. That, yeah, it was after it was that. Very close. I I thought about popping in because yeah, uh, I've never been a big Teen Ninja fan. Like, I didn't yeah. play really any of the Neo games or the original um, or, like, the Xbox-era uh, Ninja Gaiden games. But um, Wolong seems cool. Like, I, I, it's kind of it's kind of there. I like, kind of want to check it out. I've heard it's, like, a lot like Sekiro. Yeah. I, I want, I'd rather just play Sekiro, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> I still need to play um, One I will shout out because I don't – only the only one I – that something that I've played a lot of this year, it won't be on my list at all because I think it – it's awesome because I love One Piece. Like One Piece Odyssey is great if you love One Piece. Uh, but it's a very basic RPG. Um, and it never really gets hard. It's just, but it's awesome because it's probably the best One Piece, uh, outside of the Musu stuff. But like, I love the fact that it just, it shows its love for the series and everything. Uh, the only like redeeming thing that I got out of the whole combat is the fact that you can like swim the characters whenever you want. So you basically decide okay. the turn order, and I keep doing it when I play other turn-based games. I keep pressing the button, thinking I'm gonna let me do this. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, like I think if you like One Piece, it's a cool game. But it's definitely one of those I would wait. Some. And there's also like a DLC that has like an that I'm sort of playing through right now. After I get through 16, I'll probably finish that up. But yeah, can I give one more shout out? Sure, go ahead. Uh, so this is a, this is, um, I will, I can't say too much about the game because, so there's a game, it's free, free to play. Uh, it is on Steam. I don't think it's anywhere else. Uh, it probably wouldn't be. It's called Pineapple on Pizza. Uh, it's a funny name. It will only take you about 10, 15 minutes to be. All right. So no commitment, really. Does Uh, it have anything to do with pineapple on pizza? Uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything about the game, but yeah, it's called Pineapple on Pizza. It's uh, it's a it's a really short experience, little indie game. It's got a really catchy song to it. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, of course. It's only it's very short, so I I can't say it's first person. Okay, I will I will definitely have to try this out. Yeah, uh, number one because I'm a big fan of pineapple on pizza, but um, but you know, check it out. <laughs> it would take like I said, 10, 15 minutes. No okay, time sweet. at all. I'll definitely no time at all. It's free. Out. It's a free game on Steam. Awesome. Uh, so anything that you feel like you totally missed, you got to play? Ooh, good question. Uh, one that I really wanted to check out and it just, it, there was no time, actually two, uh, there was, there was just no time, uh, Chia, 
is one I is one I still kind of want to check out, and Humanity is the other one. Those are the two that I kind of missed and I kind of want to check. Yeah, um, I'm. <clears throat> I got kind of lost with you. I played Humanity a little bit, and I I thought it was actually pretty fun. It's just I'm not the greatest with like puzzle games, so sure. it took me a bit to kind of like oh, okay, so you got to like guide the people. But once I got it, I thought it was pretty fun. Like I thought it was actually good, and it's on PS Plus. Yeah, you know, I think I, our boat isn't Chia also on PS Plus. Chia, yeah. I liked. I played a little bit of Chia. Um, I I like the like the world and and the fact that it's like based on like Polynesian stuff and all. You know, it's that same thing with like Breath of the Wild, where the me having to figure this out kind of thing. I wasn't. Um, it wasn't vibing too much for me, but I liked the the ambiance of it. What it's based was based on all that stuff. Like I think that it definitely deserves the the props for that. Um, anything that like you're really looking forward to for the rest of the 2023? Uh, okay, uh, so Armored Core, I guess, would be the next big game I want to play. Starfield. Um, both Spider Man and Super Mario Wonder the same day, which is unreal. ridiculous. Unreal. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man, you're getting out of here. I'm sorry. I've played two Spider-Man games already. I'm playing Mario first. Um, so, I guess those four? I guess the new Call of Duty, I always play the same whenever that we get, it gets announced, hopefully within this next week. That's what I, I do like about the fact that it's going to be on Game Pass, because I do like playing the single-player Call of Duty. I will not play the yeah um, multiplayer at all, but I love I used to a lot, but not not in a long time. Yeah, that might be the big five. I can't really think. I might be missing something. Those for sure. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to a game that's coming out tomorrow, Oxenfree 2. I, I really forgot like about Oxenfree 2. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's going to be on Netflix as well. So if you don't want to, I guess, buy it on your console. Um, it's still weird that it's not going to be on Xbox. I, I don't get it. Uh, that's probably a shot at Netflix X-Cloud. and Microsoft don't like each other. Uh, I think Netflix and Microsoft, it's like the whole rivalry of they're kind of competing with each other kind of thing. So Netflix is also a service, so they don't want people thinking that it should be on the Game Pass as well because it's weird because Oxfam Free 1 is was one of those games that like really was associated with Xbox. And their second um, game was also on Game Pass. Yeah, uh, the uh, After, after party. party. Yeah, yeah I like After Party a lot. Um, yeah, so it's weird. It's weird that like, I feel like that's almost a shot at them. It's because it's because of the X Cloud stuff. Like they, yeah. it's it's a like they're trying to do things. They're trying to get more into gaming, and they're looking over here. And Xbox is is trying to do you know cloud stuff. They're like, hey, yep. you know, we're gonna compete a little bit. No, uh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> on on that part, another one that like I'm gonna get to play the demo, but uh, WrestleQuest is oh, one yeah. that I'm a. So I don't watch wrestling that much anymore, but when I was like a kid, uh, all the way to, I want to say like, well, actually the whole reason I'm doing a podcast right now about video games is because for the first, I want to say six years of podcasting, I did the games one while I was doing it. But the reason I started podcasting was because we had a a wrestling podcast called wrestling to them. Uh, then this became like a brand thing. Everything had to have it to the max thing. This is the only one that exists now. The other ones have all died. But I was a huge wrestling fan growing up uh, until I got absolutely burnt out because 
our wrestling show got so big that we were reviewing like every freaking wrestling thing that there was before AEW even existed. Uh, and I got burnt out to the point where I just hated wrestling all the time. So um, I've kind of started sort of watching it again now that like WWE's like Triple H is in charge and it's actually like good and it's not destroying everything that exists. Uh, isn't he supposed uh, to be like like putting his nose back in there? He's he does it every now and then from because I still follow some of the they call it the dirt sheets the the writers so like I'll see stuff every now and then on my Twitter feed. He tries, but I think he's mostly like tries to stay out of the shadows. He's kind of lucky that he got the position that he's got from that Endeavor sale, and I think he's kind of trying to like not mess that up right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, he does kind of stick his nose in sometimes and like rewrite shows. Uh, but not trying to get on that tangent. But I love the like old wrestlers from like the eighties and 90s, right. Um, I used to love the Legends of Wrestling games too, which also feature same characters. And this is going to have like Honor the Giant and Jack, Jake the Snake Roberts and all that. And like it's a RPG with wrestling, so it's like kind of cool. Um, yeah, two things you love. Yeah, so it's it's like yeah, exactly. You, you like tore my heartstrings there. I had to totally buy. It. Um, Sea of Stars, another one that's like a total. I still have I'd like to. to check it out. Yeah. Um, I'm actually sort of interested in like Goodbye Volcano High as well, just because I do like those. I need like, to narrative. see more. Yeah, I kind of want to see what it is, but I also do think it's like they've kind of told you it's sort of like rhythm game with narrative stuff. So yeah. I'm going in expecting that, and if that's what it is, cool, you know. Um. I don't know about like so that my thing with um, my thing with Starfield is that Western RPGs have always had this thing with me where like I try and it doesn't vibe with me. I don't know if it's just because and I don't really watch that much anime to be honest. I just don't know. I think it's because I grew up with it's always been Japanese RPGs. The Western RPG has a lot of the same stuff, but it's also has things that's different and it just doesn't. It never winds up like having me keep playing the game. There's a certain point where I get to, and I'm just kind of like, ah, I'm gonna go play something else. But the fact that, um, like, I have Fallout's that I got to a certain point, I just never kept playing. Uh, I tried uh, Skyrim, same thing happened, right? So like, the fact that Starfield's on Game Pass, and you get to do all this cool stuff in that game, you um, build your own ship. Yeah, That's you so can cool. build your own ship. Uh, you can go to all these different planets. Uh, it does have shooting, which I do like. So, yeah, um, I'm going to give it a try and hoping it winds up like surprising me and being a, a game that I'm super excited about. Uh, but that's one of the cool things about Game Pass. I don't have to like. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 right there. You you already paying for yeah. the service. You got it. And Mortal Kombat also. I Mortal forgot Kombat about Mortal Kombat. I knew I'd first forget about Of course uh, you can play Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat one, like, dude. Yes. I don't care. Like, again, I'm not a big fighting game head, but the stories in these games are just so preposterous. They're like, you they're, have to they're see awesome. them through. Like, just, I love nine, ten, and yeah. eleven story. That that like uh, nice build up there. Yeah, I can't wait to see what it is. This is. Like, I love the fact that like almost all the different characters are, like doing different things now, or yeah. like Scorpion and Zero Brothers. brothers. <laughs> like, what? come on, man. Yeah, like, dude. Um, it, it's just one of those things. Like when I saw it, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna play this." I don't, 
So I don't know what point fighting is, but this is like too cool. I gotta do it. Um, Alan Wake Two is also a huge, like I'm a big. You keep Alan Wake naming games. Fan. I keep forget. I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> Alan Wake Two looks so up my alley because it's yeah. more more survival horror this time. I love the fact that you play against with the two characters and like how they're gonna involve all that with like Sam Lake and everything. Ah, this is it's gonna be so good. I'm of so course, excited. he had to be a person, a character. I yes, love that he is this the, the uh the um the partner. Um, yeah, that that's gonna be a big game that I'm hoping it really delivers. I really want like Remedy. Uh, I loved Control the year that it came out. So, um, but I feel like Alan Wake. Alan Wake's so weird because like people think that Alan Wake is like this huge franchise and it's not. Um, or they make it seem like it's bigger than it actually is, you know. So I kind of would like to see like Alan Wake two finally push it to where yeah. Remedy Alan has. Wake. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Alan Wake was more of like it was a cool 360 exclusive. Yeah, it wasn't like big. It was just a cool, weird. Ex- but they all. tried to like, so they tied like control to it, sort of, right? And then like now you get this game, and they kind of. I wasn't that big of. I liked a lot of Max Payne three. But oh, I, I love Max. Payne. Yeah, but like you know, obviously the the first and second game. Are kind of more of my jam, so sure. I I want, I hopefully Remedy can get another big hit as well. So and obviously Super Mario RPG, getting to play that game. That's gonna be in the back uh, burner, but I do want to play it. I've never played it. This is a great way to do it. Um, that's just gonna be a game. Like I have Metroid Prime Remastered, still haven't played it. I own it. It's gonna yeah. be the same thing. It's just gonna sit there until I can get to it. No, but I'm like you. I'm waiting for Wonder because that's going to be... I love oh, the, yeah. the 2D Mario. That's going to be freaking awesome. Yep. I can't wait. I'm also like you. I love Spider-Man, but that th- that's going to be waiting. I'm sorry. I'm playing I played Wonder. two Spider-Man like, games already. I'm playing Wonder. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, he turns into an elephant. I mean, I want to know on, why. He, like, mushrooms. he gets really yeah. cold. For the mushrooms dance, like the the flowers are dancing and stuff. Like, so I want to know why all that stuff's happening. Like, definitely. <laughs> um, Definitely, that's that's gonna be uh, one I'm gonna be saying. And actually, I'm sort of interested in the Persona Five Tactica. As yeah, well, just, uh, it's gonna be a Game Pass, which is cool. yeah, um, yeah. I need to see more about it. You know, I think they kind of run in Persona Five in the great. I'm really hoping this is kind of it with the yeah. Persona Five. It seems cool. Uh, I don't need it, but it seems cool. With like the new game that's coming, the the Metaphor Fantasio. That seems awesome. And then yeah. which that looks freaking amazing. And then obviously the uh remake or whatever, like hopefully this kind of like lets them put the Persona Five to rest and we can kind of just move on and or eventually six. get Persona Six. Yeah. Uh I wonder if they're gonna try to remake four at some oh, point. They did already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but I don't know. Yeah, I think it's all going to depend on how well three does. It, it might yeah. push them. Of course, all the people that are fans of, uh, you know, Persona two and one are sitting there like, "Hello, where's my game at?" Very and, true. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, there's a dude. There's so many freaking games. I've never mentioned too many. Like, you keep naming the games. I, I I can't. I can't. Like, there's there's indie games that look good. Eliza P seems. Eliza P. Like. Um, what should we call it? Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Still haven't mentioned that. Like going oh, back yeah. to the old AC Assassin's Mirage Creed. Uh, thirsty Suitors. Thir- for oh, yes, Thirsty Suitors. Totally freaking waiting yeah. for that game. Love that it's coming on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, dude, there's just too too many 
freaking game this year. Uh, as somebody that's a big fan of the arcade sports games, I'm excited for the wild card football, even though that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, I still need to hear more about this. Because it looked like it looks like NFL Street, but without the NFL license. But yeah, just bring EA the players. back, EA. How about that? Where is my yeah, NBA Street volume? Oh, NBA Street. NBA Street Volume 2 is still one of the best games. It's ever. one of the greatest games yes. of all time. Yes. Oh, Probably the greatest game. sports game of all time. There's not that a That game one. is freaking amazing. Also, Enter Knights looks really cool as well. Yeah, it's that weird Persona looking, right? That's the Persona looking game that has dating sim stuff. Yeah. Like, in the middle game. of the freaking battle, they're sitting there having yeah. a look. I'm like, what is going on? Just chill, um, chill out. <laughs> there's a demo on Steam as well. I'm not sure if it's like still there because it was part of Nextfest. Oh, I didn't know there was a demo. If you ever get a chance, you can. And then Baldur's Gate 3, we haven't even talked about that. You yeah, can apparently see, have, have sex with piece. bears in this game. Sure. <laughs> I think it's a druid, technically, that, 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 yeah. that is a bear or whatever. But yeah, crazy. I need, a, I need a better PC2 game to like do some other things. Like I would like to trial the demos and that my PC couldn't do anything. I just have a basic. That's, my laptop's kind of weird. Like, it has its moments where it will want to play stuff, and then there's times where like, I can play anything that's, like, 2D. You know, like, I played Chain Echoes on it and stuff like that, but when it gets to 3D, it starts, like, freaking out. Uh, even though it c- it's supposed to be able to run the game, it, like, has a problem. And then this Weird. one, it's, like, a gaming... Uh, it's, like, one of those uh, ROG laptops. Okay, And sure, yeah. it's supposed to be a gaming laptop, so it has like a different uh, NVIDIA chip that you're supposed to like tell it to turn on when you're playing a game. And I think that thing like messes up, you know, the, the whole system. And I don't know. But um, so, I, yeah, there's sometimes where a 3D game will work fine. And then sometimes where I can't get it to do jack. And so a lot of times I don't uh, I'm like, I wish the ROG Ally wasn't like $700 because I would so buy that thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been curious about the Steam Deck. That seems like a fun handheld. I'm just not a big handheld person anymore. As a kid, I was. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like, I love my Switch. Like, I play my Switch. Yeah, uh, if, if I could I buy get it any game on my else, Switch, I will buy it. I'm the opposite. <laughs> if I could get it anywhere else, no Switch, please. Oh, okay. I mean, that's fair. Hey, I, I like the Switch that. Pro Controller yeah. a lot. Because I play my Switch docked. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. I like my Pro oh, Controller. Oh, the Pro Controller is so freaking comfortable. The only problem is the triggers. Yeah. I don't like the triggers on them. But I love the stick placement, you know, the buttons. Yeah, because good. you have those different trigger. They feel more like triggers with the Xbox yeah. and the PS5. Xbox has the, the best triggers. Yes. Um, PlayStation's triggers suck. Like, uh, I hate I just, the haptic thing on the... Okay, the I don't play with vibration. Haptics, yeah. no, no. I don't want any of that. Can I say, I'm, I'll be more controversial. The DualSense sucks. It's not a good controller. I think anybody that thinks it is, is crazy. Because it has no battery life. Uh, I don't like the stick placement still. I think that uh, uh, symmetrical sticks is uncomfortable. Um, I I think the buttons are okay. They're a little glossy. Um, I think the best part of it is the D-pad. It's a pretty good D-pad. But other Mm -hmm. than that, like, I don't know. The DualSense is not a great controller. No, no. I definitely think the... Yeah. But I mean, that's not saying saying a whole lot. No. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm definitely with you. The Xbox controllers are better. Yeah. Um, that's also why Xbox knows that they have good controllers and they, they basically allow you to, uh, have your own collection of controllers and you can make your control. Um, which that's one of the coolest things that's supposed to ever get design design lab. lab. Yeah. I agree with you completely. I love the, the series, uh, the series controller is so comfortable. Um, I love holding it. 
So I agree with you there. Ah, uh, yes. I want the 20th yeah. anniversary controller so bad. Uh, you have it, I bet, huh? I have it right now. Yes, that's so cool. I got to find that. Very, very cool. Very, somewhere. very cool. I love yeah. that. I love the, it takes me back to the, I always had that purple uh, Atomic 64 controller yeah, and, the, yeah. and the Game Boy Color. Yeah, I like so, it. Has, like, even it takes the nice me back greens. to those. Yeah. All right. Well, man, we talked a lot. I did not think we were going to be doing this <laughs> for three hours. Uh, but okay. also, man. We had the uh, the breaking news with the, X, uh, the FTC that wasn't in the plan, so that took you know an extra thirty minutes. <laughs> it was there. a curveball. So, uh, man, I, this was so much fun. Uh, thank you so much. I always end the show with what we're what's coming out this week, just because I always love to highlight what's. And you know, I definitely think that sometimes we focus too much on like, yo, our backlog, our backlog. What the fuck about the backlog? You're never gonna finish that thing anyway. Uh, just let's just look at um uh I do appreciate what Tucker does where he's trying and he goes back and plays uh, older you know the older games in series. Tucker's got a lot more time than we do. Yes, yes. <laughs> um but no, definitely I think we should always kind of and also like let you highlight things that are like not on everybody's radar too sometimes yeah, which I appreciate. Um cuz hey, you know what? Game dev is hard and game devs should be more appreciated. Uh, they are. So a cool indie game that came out. Oh my god, I can't think about when exactly it came out. Rain World. Uh, it's getting Ooh, that DLC. Was, that was like 2017 or something. Yes. Um, it's a. It's actually a really good indie game. People should should try it out. Um, you play as this like white raccoon looking thing and go through the sewers and uh, there's like a toxic like wasteland thing that kind of happened to where you live and you kind of have to figure it out. So this is DLC for that game. I already talked about Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. That's coming out basically right now as you're listening to it. You can, again, if you subscribe to Netflix, you can go play it on, I, I think you can't play it on your TV, but you can play it on your phone. Uh, I wonder if Netflix is ever going to come out with either allow you to Bluetooth controls you already own, or they're going to come out with their own controller that you can eventually. It's got to be a TV. solution. Yeah. Cause that doesn't like to me. I, like I don't mind playing things on my phone, but I'd rather not. Um, to for me, for you to get the most out of that subscription, especially if you want to compete with Game Pass and XCloud or whatever, uh, I think you eventually need to come out with something. Uh, with as much as you're charging for your freaking uh, monthly fee, come out with something that allows me to play those games that you're putting on your service on my TV. Uh, I don't know if then that would require that would be a problem with uh, you know legal or they have to redo the contracts or whatever if they did. But maybe yeah, maybe I, I hope that they they figure that out. But I'm really excited for this game. I love the first one, so happy to see that this one's already coming out. There's a squad based RTS Valiant that's also coming out uh, right now. That's it's already out on PC, but it's coming to consoles. Uh, you like uh, RTS games? You can definitely go check that out. The Altair uh, Marie remake, which are the first Altair uh, of the the ones yeah. that never never played those. I played the ones on PS2 that were more like RPG. Uh, when they got into the super like, oh, you're an actual crafting person and all that stuff for a while, I stopped playing them. But then recently, with like the Riz the Rise of Games or whatever, they kind of put it more towards the story uh, and included that stuff. So. I played the first one and that's pretty good. Uh, this is one of those that like maybe if it goes on sale, 
Uh, I'm not sure though. And then Gravity Circuit, which is like uh, looks like a Mega Man and Metroid crossover uh, 2D platformer, uh, comes out on the 13th. And then it's also on Game Pass. You can go play this with your friends. Exo Primal. Uh, oh yeah. Everybody wants Dino Crisis, but we're gonna get this game instead. This game seems cool. I hope it's yeah. good. I hope it's good. I played Capcom the beta some, and it was fun. Uh, I'm interested to see how much you know how good the single player part of it is. How much content's uh, there? Yeah, exactly. And then you know if I can get people to play with being on Game, game Pass, Pass it helps. yes, exactly. Um, so that's cool. Like you said, Gapcom has been. I still need to play Ghost Trick that that came out like a I haven't month. downloaded. Yeah, uh, I, I was waiting to clear some of the games so I could justify buying it and then not because that's the problem, right? You'll buy something, then something else that you already knew you wanted to play comes out, and then it's <laughs> Every like, time. Gosh, I bought this game and I never touched it. Awesome, that's just what I need. But it's always <laughs> there, though. Always yes, there. exactly. My problem is when will I get to it? Uh, but since it did come out this year and. It's a remaster, so it wouldn't count as part of the, you know, game of the year stuff, but still worth worth checking out. So, yeah, that's it for the show this week. Good Lord. Um, we went a long time, but this was so much fun. Thank you so much, uh, Dan, for being um Going to have to, like, get Connor and Sims on at yeah. some point here. Um, but, you know, uh, you want to do any kind of promoting for another guys for me? Uh, yeah. Um, just check us out, youtube.com slash nerdigods. Uh, our Twitter, same thing, nerdigods. Um, yeah, we do a weekly podcast. Um, haven't missed a week for three years. Um, we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Well, hopefully y'all can continue to be in it consistent like that. Definitely, it's a really good show. Um, whether it's just Daniel and Connor or all three of you guys, y'all do a terrific job over there. That's similar to this show. Y'all cover gaming news and what you're playing and uh, talk about some topics. I love the fact that y'all just kind of like start with some random thing. That <laughs> That's uh, what you get with me and Connor. <laughs> y'all yeah. just like hit record and y'all are talking about something. I'm like, yep. what the hell is going on? <laughs> but it's, no, it's fun. Um, so yeah, definitely go check them out for sure. And well, we'll be here uh, next week. Mark is going to be returning from his ankle surgery. Um, I'm definitely going to try to keep doing this as well where i have a different person on uh because this is fun like i love just like i love video games and getting to talk to other people about them is cool you get to learn something about you and then everybody has different tastes so i love that just knowing more of what we do here you know so um i had tucker on like way back in the day uh at some point so well daniel thank you again and see you later everybody Make sure you like, subscribe, follow both the YouTube channels. Go check us out on our podcast and see you next week. Bye.